Hey everybody, welcome to episode 7 of the Honored Ones podcast. This is a very special episode for a few reasons. The very first reason is that, did you know, BR, that most podcasts don't survive past the 7th episode? I didn't know that until you told me, no. So, I was actually pretty nervous about like whether or not we even reached 7, but uh, here we are. As yeah. long as we don't beef during this podcast and like uh, until we shoot episode 8 next week, I think we got like a, a 300 episode plus. We could go longer than One Piece, man, I'm just saying. Longer than One Piece, that's, that's quite, the, uh, quite the statement, know. but you know... We shall see. We did make it over the hump of, of episode seven, so that basically means we exactly. can go on forever. Exactly. I'm gonna knock on woods. I am paranoid. So I want to do a few uh, things this episode. The very first thing is I want to do some personal, like IRL, uh, fun stuff, and then we can get onto the main topics for this episode, where we're gonna talk about, you know, basically a year in review for both of our channels. What we thought about our performances, milestones we hit, milestones we didn't hit, what we wish we could do better next year, New Year's resolution, and all that. So if you want to see all of that, please stick around for the episode. And uh, just to get it out of the way right here, guys, thank you so much for all the love you've shown us in the last two episodes. Um, We're really trying to hit uh, 500 subscribers, which I have now been informed is actually the new milestone for uh, getting the community tab. Apparently, YouTube changed the rules, so I'm sorry for, like, saying a 1,000 or something. But, yeah, did you know that YouTube uh, lowered that? That's pretty cool. From 1K to 500. um, I heard, I think, from one of my friends, but it's not something I just, like, off the top of my head yeah me now. either so i was like very surprised when we got a comment uh on i think it was the jujitsu kaizen episode telling us that so i was like well that's pretty it's mm-hmm. pretty cool of youtube it's, it's very rare speaking of youtube really really quickly i found a chrome extension that like re-enables the dislike counter and uh feels good man i i, I didn't realize how much i missed it you missed the dislike button well, i much? just like seeing the ratio because it like if i'm looking up a tutorial about something or if i'm if i'm like really trying to see if a video is useful or controversial i just go by like the dislike ratio so uh having that Mm -hmm. taken away just kind of leaves a lot of guesswork and it's a massive waste of time to do it for every single video you watch you know what i mean and i'm gonna move on to my uh next two topics which are uh hey buddy how was your christmas you know merry belated christmas and all that yeah merry belated christmas um it was pretty good i had a lot of fun um, I can't really see much else besides that. I think it was like a, a typical fun Christmas for me. Um, how about you? Pretty good, actually. Uh, you know what I did? Cause I don't really, um, celebrate Christmas like that. Uh, I just saw my friends and <laughs> like, they don't celebrate it like that either. We just mm. like hung out and it was really cool. And I actually saw No Way Home. Yeah. I want to mm. talk about that. Yo, what the fuck? Dude, that movie was so good. Yeah, it was really good. Really I've good seen movie. some wild takes on Twitter though. They're like, "Oh, it was mid or this or that." I'm like, "Yo, what? What? what like, there, there's no, there's nothing that can please these people, in my opinion." Yeah, I mean, I think for some people, it's just not the type of Spider-Man they wanted, which is whatever. I'm satisfied, so I don't really care about their opinions. And two, some people are just being contrarians. Like, they're like, everybody's liking the movie, so I'm gonna be different. I'm gonna stand out and not like it. Not everybody's like that. I know there's some people that have genuine issues with it, which is. I have some issues with it myself in terms of like plot contrivances and things like that. So like one of them is is a yeah, spoiler warning for No Way Home. If you haven't seen it this late, uh, go watch it and you know then come yeah. back to this. But um, basically Ned being able to use magic like so quickly uh. in comparison to like a genius like Doctor Strange. It's like it's not like a movie breaking experience, but it is like okay, that's that's super contrived for the sake of like 
what we need to happen in this movie, which is fine. I guess, um, like, stories need to make those compromises. That's cool. Um, the CG in certain places was pretty eh, but I'm not typically one to cl- complain about visuals like that. Um, I mean, I think there were a few, like, minor things that kind of, like, threw me off, but, like, overall, the movie experience was pretty good. Um, what do you? How do you feel about it overall? Um, I was actually thinking the Ned thing didn't bother me as much as I thought it would, because it wasn't to the extent that he could like use spells or something. It was just the sling ring, and I thought it was used in a mm-hmm. fine way. And what I found really, really, really interesting about the CGI thing that you mentioned—I tweeted this out, but like it was mad late, so I don't think anybody saw it. I said. Why the fuck does the like homemade suit look more CGI than all the nanotech suits? Yeah, it's I honestly I really like that like the you talk about the suit he wears yeah. at the end of the movie. I like that suit probably the most out of any MCU suit he's worn, but it does look super like it does look super CG. Um yeah, I mean overall good movie. I don't have too many complaints to it that like to me in the grand scheme things matter, but it wasn't a perfect movie. I still have, I think, Spider-Man 2 above it in terms of how much I enjoyed Spider-Man movies. And honestly, it's not my favorite um, Spider-Man movie, but, like, that doesn't really mean much. I just think I think it's a good movie regardless. Um, so I, I enjoyed it, which is all I could really is ask for. Is it top three Spider-Man movies, though? From a movie? Probably top three, maybe top four. I'm not sure. I'd have to... Ra- like, I haven't actually, like, sat down and ranked the movies in my head. I just know Spider-Man 2 is above it. Um, hmm. I doubted um, the MCU Spider-Man. At least this, the like this uh, movie was going to be able to top Spider-Man too. I honestly think the setup for the future trilogy of the MCU yes, Spider-Man sir. movies can surpass Spider-Man too. Um, but right now, I just it just has you know. Um, <clears throat> I can't help but feel like Marvel went so like almost too aggressively in this whole one more day thing uh, that they went with in the end. Because like y- you know, you can tell that Marvel made this decision in kind of like response to all the criticisms that people had of MCU Spider-Man, you know, that he was handed everything he ever had. He was like gifted all this shit by like a famous billionaire superhero. And he, he basically never had to struggle the same way Spider-Man always is like synonymous with like struggling. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I wasn't necessarily one of those people uh, all the way. I did have my kind of like, ugh. Uh, moments with it but it, it wasn't something offensive to me right i i didn't mind it because it was like oh i've seen god i whenever you see peter parker not in the mcu he is like broke he's <laughs> to be in the photographer yeah. he his life sucks so were you, you were cool with like him not being necessarily that in the mcu yeah so um no hold on i was happy with um tom holland's like mcu spider-man right i like the version of him that had the nano suit that had the tony stark hookup that had like all of these things it was nice seeing spider-man in a more like team environment because you know spider-man's a solo act he's almost always always has been and like the dude's rogues gallery is like almost as big as like the totality of all the avengers you know what i mean because like if you if you're like with the exception of like maybe iron man if you're like a captain america villain you're an avengers villain if that makes sense yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Spider. It was nice seeing Spider-Man's Rogues Gallery. Uh, you know, be there, be fleshed out. And the definite highlight for me, uh, with that is uh, Willem Dafoe as uh, Green Goblin, because like you know, dude, Green Goblin is like his his fucking Joker. It's his arch enemy, right? So he has to matter more than the other villains as as much as I don't like 
saying it like that. So it was nice seeing that like the Green Goblin is always going to be like the devil to Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Like like no matter who yeah. it is, like like t- like it was so bizarre. Like how because Willem Dafoe killed it. Like, like I'll just be real. He, he murdered yeah. that role. He, he, it's like he never missed the beat, right? In in like the twelve or thirteen years since he's played the Green Goblin, or however long it's actually been. Fuck me. Um. So it was amazing seeing like that aspect happen to MCU Spider Man. Who I'll admit, dude, this movie had me like thinking, wow, he did have it so easy for a while there. Because like when Norman and all these other villains came, they came for like his life you know what i mean like the the mm. closest thing that's happened to this was like vulture but even then dude it was like mm. pretty pg-13 but the, these guys were like <laughs> they came for blood yeah they they yeah goblin especially was just so much more aggressive and like so like vulture was willing to kill spider-man but he did give him an out he was like yo if you just leave me alone i won't kill you i won't yeah. even hurt you right um mysterio was kind of like he just wanted he just wanted to like fill up his own ego and get like Stark's tech back and he was like but obviously Peter had to interfere and that's when he was willing to kill him, right? But like like Goblin want like actively was seeking to yeah. murder him. Right? Like he wasn't there was no other option. And then he was able he was able to come very close to doing it too. Like he was eating Spider Man like full I know it's can, can we talk about that? Like, suplex bro. him through an entire he, he building. Was bullying like, he him. was bullying him. Like yes, bro. Dude, can we talk about the power scaling of these Spider-Man uh, real quick? Because, like, this shit blew my mind. I, like, uh, not a lot of people know this, but Spider-Man is, like, insanely strong, right? He has to pull his punches most of the time. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he'd, like, kill everybody that he uh fought, right? Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I praised about the MCU because they actually got Spider-Man's strength down because I think it's something that is kind of forgotten when people write Spider-Man. They're like, oh, he's just some, like, scrawny kid who who's like really agile right but like pe- people forget he was yeah. like at one point he was the fourth strongest uh marvel character you know before they added all this shit like this was like back in the 60s or 70s but still right he was he was crazy powerful mm-hmm. and you know especially in that scene like my, my i think favorite uh tom holland spider-man scene from like the collaborative movies was in civil war where he like caught winter soldier's arm and that resonated with me yeah. so hard. And I was I don't know if you watched Falcon and Winter Soldier on Disney Plus. Uh I didn't actually. But I do know like the I do know like how the plot yeah. goes. I just don't know the but Basically it's like a super soldier like extravaganza. Everybody's a super soldier. It's like it's like Oprah was handing out serum at the door. But essentially I was like watching this and I was like, man, Spider Man could murder all of these people like he was like ripping through paper (laughs) like like it wouldn't even it would not be like it wouldn't make any more of a difference if it was like a super soldier or if it was like a normal person it would be the same to him yeah because like he catches bucky's arm and it's not like it's this super difficult thing he's like making a joke yeah he does it he's like cool metal arm it's like bro that is a that is a person who gave Captain America a run for his money in terms right? of strength, and you're just like casually making him look like a little baby. Bro, he did that to Falcon too. Um, so yeah, so for then for that same Spider-Man to go on and and like look super aggressive when he's punching Green Goblin in the face over and over, and he's just smiling, right? And then he gets like like bombed, like thrown through like six floors of an apartment complex or whatever. It's just like wow, he's like he's getting he got like very very humble i know and yo that was like i I always uh, like i don't know how you uh interpreted that scene but for me i was like man imagine being like peter parker like in the mcu 
you're so like used to telling yourself, oh, I got to hold back. I got to hold back. I can't like go all out. Otherwise, I kill everybody. Right. And you're like aware of your own strength to some degree. And then there's this guy right? and you're like pounding him like you want like you you're giving it all you got and you know how strong you are and he's just eating like one punch after another and 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 he is just laughing at you the whole time and then he proceeds to kick your ass through seven floors bro like like you get like he folded you like like laundry basically and yeah and that has to be terrifying honestly because you know you know that there's not very many people on the planet that can survive what you just dealt out and he, not only did he survive it, he's smiling while Bro, you're This doing makes it. me appreciate how strong Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man actually was. Because I was thinking back to those movies, and I was like, man, I don't remember uh, Green Goblin being, like, this strong, right? And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's because he was fighting Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, who was, like, proportional. Yeah. And... Bro, that was like a fair fight. And you could definitely see that when he w- went to kill a goblin with a glider and Tobey Maguire looked at him like he was an idiot. Like, he was like, what the fuck are you doing? Because he was like pressing on him yeah. and, he, and he almost like looked like he was laughing. I was yeah. like, damn. So this means Maguire's Spider-Man is like strongest Spider-Man confirmed. I mean, yeah. I mean, he did catch like Tom Holland's bloodlusted attack to kill Goblin and he kind of did it. Right. And, and he even resisted. I mean, yeah. Even if even if you say he's not the strongest, he's at least stronger than Tom. Like, if you want to throw it up in the air, like, Andrew and him are, like, pitched battle because of experience, mm-hmm. whatever. But, like, Tom Holland was enraged in trying to right. kill and the goblin. He was even pushing, like... He, he appears out of nowhere just stops yeah, it. Dude, like, yeah. he didn't stop, like, pushing, trying to get past Toby. And Toby was like, yo, you didn't, like, stop right away. He was like, no, I'm doubling down. I was like, by the way, a moment that I really appreciated, it wasn't just, like, an instant stop and then realization. He kept trying to go... Just he, he he simply put did not care. He wanted he wanted he wanted yeah, blood. Really love that moment for MCU Spider Man again. Like I love so much about how they characterized all the Spider Man in this movie, but especially Tom Holland Spider Man. I think he got like a lot of development, and I especially can't wait to see how he plays uh, comic accurate Spider Man. Uh, because I think they did yeah. as much with the MCU Spider Man as they could have. Because Iron Man dying is like it was. It's hard to come back from that for because because their characters were just so intertwined. So I think uh, stripping him down to like be Spider Man and not like the billionaire like Iron Man successor is uh, is a good way to go about yeah. that. Um, what else? So just just to get back to this uh, power scale thing real quick because because I'm I'm not totally over it. So in my head I was like doing the math and I was like. If this goblin can just, like, eat punch after punch after punch after punch after punch and, like, all this shit from, like, uh, Tom Holland, Peter Parker, Lord knows what he could do against, like, Captain America. Like, like fuck, dude. Yeah, I mean, Captain America is definitely, not, like, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to give him Thor's hand yeah, on bro. that one. Because he's not just, he's not just fighting him by himself. Like, it's, it's just not Like, you happening. can give Captain America the, uh, combat the experience advantage and the shield advantage there is he green goblin isn't an amateur right like like he's 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 like still thinking like three or four moves ahead like with strange implanting the bomb in the box like kind of in the case of uh strange retrieving it right away like he he's like he is not a gonna hold back he's not an he's not an idiot yeah Yeah. he's, he's definitely not an idiot and he's not gonna hold back so I really, I really love that detail, and to just see this kind of like upper street level, uh, 
or like lower city level, depending on how you scale characters like Spider-Man and his rogues gallery. Because some of his rogues gallery is like way too OP for Spider-Man, in my opinion. Like Hydro-Man and Sandman and Electro are like, give this guy a break. He, he doesn't need three like elemental monsters on like his daily rotation, bro. Yeah. yeah, they're very difficult because like they're just very like slippery to fight. Like Sandman is just hard to damage conventionally. Electro touching him is problematic, and Hydro Man's water. So how do you yeah. hurt that, right? He has to he has to creatively deal with them. He can't just like punch them to to beat them. Yeah. So it was really interesting seeing how they like use their scientific knowledge because I think that's also another aspect of Peter Parker that gets ignored is like he's also one of the smartest characters in Marvel. And yeah. God, uh, it made it made me really appreciate that like the MCU people like did their homework when it comes to uh all these characters like first of all from like the canon of their own movies and like also from the comics right it was really cool seeing stuff like uh a peter and um the other peters all knowing like how to do science stuff like how to make anti-serums how to make cures for all these people like either through experience or their own knowledge or whatever and uh it shows off a little bit of peter parker's like brainy side which i really appreciate and then the other thing that made me really appreciate it was that do you know um how you know the joke with Spider-Man villains is that they're always all like brilliant scientists that like got messed up because of their own experiments? Yeah, yeah. and I re- I appreciate it that they like acknowledge that they're like yeah, Doctor X Y and Z fell into a vat of you know ABC and that's how he got his powers. Yeah, <laughs> like even yeah, even Max was like an electrical engineer of some kind from what I remember. Yeah, he's he in in his like Amazing Spider-Man. He's like he's portrayed to be very intelligent, right? He's just like socially anxious or whatever. Like he's a smart person. Yeah. So I really appreciate that. One thing, one detail since we're talking about like how the Spider-Man interacted is when all of their spider sense went off at the same time when the bomb was in Doctor Strange's cube was really cool. I like that shot where it goes like it goes down the line of the Spider-Man and then in like uh, Tom has to try to save uh, MJ. Goblin like hits him away, and, and then Andrew has to save her. And that was a really cool moment for Andrew. I think. Um, I think it. I think it was a very like redeeming moment for his his Spider Man. So speaking of like highlights for Andrew Garfield, right? I think he was definitely like the showstopper in the entire movie because especially that scene where he caught uh, MJ. I was like bawling my eyes out, dude. That that was that 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 one hit me like right in the heart. Yeah. Right. Because he has like this PTSD from um from missing dude that was so that yeah was like so the, dope. that was a very very it's dope scene amazing acting by Andrew Garfield and I think one of the biggest like sentiments I've heard ever since this movie came out is like oh my god I was so, I was way too harsh on Andrew Garfield back in the day and like he like he definitely deserves to be a Spider Man and his movies like deserve like to exist basically and they, they, there's a like there's a call for uh, an Andrew Garfield renaissance with Spider Man yeah. I think, I think people, so a lot of people have been like, or I guess more recently when the movie came out, were praising Andrew Garfield and stuff like that. And people were saying like, everybody's switching up on him. But I feel like most sensible people like agreed that Andrew Garfield was a great mm-hmm. actor, agreed that he played Spider-Man r- really well. The only problem was at least the second movie was very bad. Like it was just a very bad movie that a good actor was stuck in to me. Um, I think... Yeah, I think all of the all of the different Spider-Man movies have their things that are good to them. To me, Toby has the best complete trilogy. Um, I think 
like the MCU has a better final or like final part piece to a trilogy. But to me, the one and two combo of the original Spider-Man movies just can't be beat by anything that we've seen in live action so far. Um, Andrew Garfield's movies had Andrew Garfield. He's the best actor out of the three of them, in my personal yes, opinion. And then the MCU is kind of like a mix. Like it's it's not the best movies to me, but they are like solid. They're just very like middle ground. How did you feel about Aunt May's death and her being the great power, great responsibility person? I'm completely fine with it. I don't, to me, that's like a, that's a retcon that is, uh, it is, not, not, a is not the right word I'm trying to find here. Um, it is minuscule. I don't think it's very offensive either because the thing is, right, Aunt May, when we're speaking realistically, is more of a character than Uncle Ben really True. is, right? Like Uncle Ben, now this isn't to downplay Uncle Ben, right? He's very integral to Peter's like development and growth. Uncle Ben is just that, right? Like, as opposed to Aunt May, we just don't see very much of him, which is fine. That's not his purpose. But I think it's fine to pass that, like, the mantle of giving that responsibility to Peter to a character that is always that was always there for him. To me, she just basically is a, at least in the MCU, she's just a slightly, uh, 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 like, she takes on the role of Uncle Ben, but we're just more invested in her because she's been here for three movies. To me, that's all it is. Like, she carries the same mantle. She cares for Peter the same way that an Uncle Ben would. Like, to me, there's no real issue unless you're just hung up on the name of Uncle Ben being the one who says it to him. If you're not, I don't really see why you'd have a problem. With yeah, that. me either. And I will say that, like, there is one strong moral disagreement that I that, like, I really had with the movie, but it was just a pure philosophy thing, not a quality thing. And that was, like, I 100% agree with Peter's with Peter's line of thinking uh, in in the first half of the movie where he was like, "That's not really my problem," et cetera, et cetera. And then Aunt May kind of like, yeah. "Fuck it, I'll say it." I agree with Goblin. She did kind of rope him into her own weird moral crusade. So like I mean, that kind of got in the way. Yeah. It's like, bro, Peter could have had everything he wanted had he a been more clear at the start with Strange's spell, like just straight up, and b had he um just been like, yeah fuck just send them back if they're if they're literally fated to die then it is what it is because what really bugged me about that part and I, I i'm calling it a plot hole all the way like this is the, by far the biggest plot hole in the movie when they're like oh yeah we're gonna cure them instead of um sending them back to die or whatever i'm like yeah I, that's cool and all and it'd be super nice to like rehabilitate them because i know like that's like a huge part for spider-man villains and you know even batman villains to some degree is rehabilitating the rogues gallery because they're just kind of like insane by accident at the same time i'm like these events like these people like these villains weren't were like not taken from the same point in time they were taken from a different point in time than the spider-men were so the biggest example is like doc ock and uh toby mcguire peter who's like way older and then that doc ock is from spider-man 2 apparently right from that moment uh where he has him tied up and i'm like but if you doesn't that change the timeline so i i think i think what would happen is just the villains are back are at least from what i assume they're placed back um where like the spider-man now are so like because if you think about it like um i'm guessing that there's just it, it kind of depends on how you look at the multiverse like maybe there's a universe where they're not like where everything is how we view it, but now they're kind of, like, pulled out of that and put into, like, a different, somewhat altered one. 
I don't know. To me, I mean, I get what you mean for the Aunt May, like, roping Peter into that ideology. Um, and I do think that it had just been much simpler to kind of, like, wash hands of them. But I don't think you can have a, like, true Spider-Man movie where you don't have Peter Lose everything. face hardship because... because <laughs> well, not even lose everything, but where you don't have him face a lot of hardship but because of his, like... That absurd levels of like dedication to doing the the right Rope. thing right because they were fated to die but like it's not like it was like this singular objective thing it was like that's how they were going to if nobody interfered you could obviously interfere no i more meant that. like from a causal like cause and event standpoint like future toby mcguire like uh toby mcguire uh spider-man is from the future timeline of the raimi universe right and that dot and that dr otto was from the spider-man 2 event in time so if he was to go back to that event in time right the toby mcguire he'd be facing is from that timeline not the older toby mcguire who's like well into his future so do they go back to like different realities or like how does that work i'm not sure at all but i mean i think the 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 implications is that they're like they're better off for it which i think is I'm fine enough with knowing that. Like I, the specifics aren't not too relevant to me personally. I can get, I can understand if they are for some people, but to me, I can be satisfied with the conclusion being basically they are sent back better off than when they came here, um, at least more mentally stable than when they came here, right? Um, and you know, however you want to explain that or rationalize it is perfectly fine with me. I mean, Peter like messing up, like like messing up Doctor Strange's spell. That's probably my favorite reason for like a movie starting <laughs> out of his out of his three movies, right? Because if you think about it, every other reason a villain doesn't like him is not because of him. He didn't mess up those. Like Vulture is Vulture because of Tony, and the Avengers messed everything up, right? Mysterio is Mysterio because of Tony's like narcissism early on, and you know whatever. But this is the this is the only movie out of this trilogy where the reason things go wrong is because Spider Man was very greedy, um, and he was like somewhat like idiotic and like he, he I mean I, I guess the best way to put it is he was greedy, right? He wanted he wanted the best of both worlds. Can I um like he's like uh, no consequences to previous actions? Can I add um, on with all the benefits basically? So yeah, I think ahead. you're right in the right on the money with what you're saying but i would exchange the word greedy for childish i think that's yeah because a lot of mcu spider-man's problems have to do with him not being allowed to have his own like experiences what i really enjoyed was that um despite peter uh being in a situation where he's collaborate collaborating with other with, blah, with other superheroes um which is something that i did praise earlier in this in this podcast and i still stick by it I do think it did uh, lend a lot of. It took it. It hindered his his uh, growth compared to like how uh, he could have uh, like learned on his own, and and I think like his solo movies went a really long way in explaining to like what degree like being Iron Man's buddy like impacted him. Right. So uh, the biggest example isn't actually Vulture. It's it's uh, Mysterio because his level of naivete with Mysterio was like almost insulting you know what i mean like he was so trusting he just took yeah. off his mask in a random country in like a, a bar mysterio was like in full costume too and he like he like peter like he had no way of knowing all these people were, were like actors or whatever right but he was like yeah 
it's totally safe to just take off this mask. You know, no, never mind that everybody just saw me web slinging uh, a little bit before fighting all these like uh, elemental water fire people. I'll just fuck it. <laughs> and then he gave him he gave him uh what's her name Edith, like yeah. like like. And I think you can you can argue that like that's part of like his arc like Tony kind of conditioned him to just trust these people because the the last like adult figure in his life was super trustworthy mm-hmm. and you know he's kind of those expectations kind of falsely led him astray and that's fine I just personally am much more of a fan of a Peter that matures and like grows because of his own like. It's much more human and it's much more relatable for for like Peter to have to deal with the repercussions of his actions because he was dumb or he was childish or he was greedy or whatever adjective you want to use to describe like you know his personality. Um, but he it was his fault, and I think him cleaning up his own mess and like m- like having some of his life ruined because of that is part of is like the most Spider Man you can get. So to me, I like I even though it's like. It's like frustrating like why were you so greedy about this stuff it's understandable right because he's you know he's a mm-hmm. kid like he's like what 17 18 he doesn't want his life ruined forever or his friends ruined forever just because of one mistake so he tries to be greedy and have it all right and that's where goblin's like little quote of like you know strong enough to have it all too weak to take it and things like that so i thought that was you know uh it's pretty interesting that the events of no way home take place a week after um What's the second movie called? Far, Far from, from home. home, yeah. From so, home. um, just having imagine like the span of two or three weeks, like all of this happening on top of you getting blipped back, like just wild stuff. And yeah. one of the things that like really hit hit uh, another chord with me, not a crying moment, but just like definitely a wow that that that's like I feel like the character's pain moment was when Peter ended up being homeless at the end of the fucking movie, like. Like, homeless in the sense of, like, he's all alone, and he's, like, 16 or 17, and he has, like, no friends, even. Yeah, no friends, he's broke, he has, like, he's not gonna be able to graduate with his friends, because we see, like, the GED yeah, he, book in his boxes. Like, every, any mention of Peter Parker was gone, so he never went to Midtown. Yep. So, basically, he's gonna be going to college, like, brand. and honestly, I think that's why I'm so excited for, like, the Me next too. trilogy, because I feel like it is... It's pr- it's super. It's gonna be able to be super super fresh about what's happening. He's he's now he's gonna be back to being like a loser in the sense that like he's socially just inept because of his lack of like friends and companions. He's gonna be having money problems. He's gonna be having to tackle that on top of being Spider Man. I'm just interested in seeing. Sometimes how it's um, I feel like there's this like sick cosmic joke with Spider-Man that even like we in reality kind of take part in. In that like it's always like Peter Parker is punished for like existing and doubly for being Spider-Man, right? Like any time yeah. he's he like the status quo has changed. I think it was like a few years ago, like four or five years ago. Uh, it was after the Superior Spider-Man run, which I loved, by the way. Loved the Superior Spider-Man run. I don't know if you read it, but you should. It's, it's amazing. Love that run. But afterwards, they had to bring back Peter Parker because this was a Superior... Do you know what Sp- Superior Spider-Man is? Yeah, when Doc Ock took over yeah, his yeah. body. So uh, j- just like for anybody in the audience who doesn't know, uh, Superior Spider-Man was a run where Doc Ock took over Peter's body and he became the new Spider-Man. It's really cool. You should check it out. And then, um, obviously, they have to bring back Peter Parker, right? Because 
it's comics. That's how it works. You do like a big change and then you reset every time. That's a whole other issue for a different day. But when they brought back Peter Parker, um, they had to deal with the fact that Otto fixed his entire life. Bro, Otto was the best Spider-Man, no fucking cap. Like, he embarrassed Peter with how good he was. Like, this guy got, went back and got Peter his, like, um, his higher degrees. He went back, he got him a girlfriend. He went back, he got him, a, like, a billion-dollar company. And, like, he he basically made New York way safer than Peter ever could by building, like, a literal spider-robot army to just, like, kind of take care of crime and inform it. Like, he was... He killed it living Peter Parker's life, right? Like, <laughs> it really goes to show just how self-defeating yep. Peter actually is. Because the, almost the second he came back, he just undid all of all of Octavius's like, hard work, dude. His girlfriend, gone. House, gone. Parker Industries, yeah. gone. Yeah, I think that's a case of his own morality. Like, he's so on the up and up that it's very hard to get ahead in that sense, yeah. right? But, like, um, dude... Like... He, yeah, like, like, well, Doc Ock does turn into a character who is more moral than he was previously, right? Because Spider-Man's mm-hmm. influence, still not Peter, right? He still doesn't have the same, like, level of obligation to, like, this, like, concept of responsibility that Peter feels he Yeah, does. and especially when it comes to, like... The no hold, the no killing, the holding back rule, shit like that. I'll never t- top ten like greatest Spider-Man moments is when Doc Ock and Peter's body accidentally punched uh, Scorpion's jaw clean off because he didn't know Peter was holding back. That was pretty wild. He was like, "Yeah, he he's been holding back the entire time." Yeah, he was I like, knew. "Oh, he was holding back." Um, oh my god, he's been holding back. In universe, they always find a way to default him back to that state, no matter where he's at in his life. And even in movies, they were like, "Yeah, fuck it, you guys, all the fans were right." Peter Parker is at his best when he's broke, hopeless, and alone. That is that is who Spider-Man is. I'm like, yo, you guys don't have to punish him. That's just who he is. It's like it's almost like a prerequisite to being Spider-Man. Like as as needed, it's almost like be Spider-Man. You need Spider-Man powers, and you need to have a horrible life. The only person who is more destruct, like self-destructive at being a superhero, is Daredevil. Like that's how low the bar is for Spider-Man. I haven't read very Daredevil, very many Daredevil comic books. Is he that so? Like he's on that Spider-Man yes, level. Yes, he is. And like the main reason why is because like his he is not able to keep his secret identity. Because like Spider-Man's secret identity is like oh, okay. it's like a well-guarded secret even in comics, right? It's like super like no like not a lot of people know it, and the people that do are like very tight-lipped about it, it you know. And when it is revealed, it's like a huge thing. So, with that being said, Daredevil gets exposed as like Matt Murdock gets gets exposed as being Daredevil, right? He's so bad at it, but he just refuses to submit that like in trials and stuff, these people will be like, "Hey, man, can you?" like answer for all your daredevil antics and he's like guys how why do you keep saying i'm daredevil i'm clearly blind it's basically like when when peter got his identity revealed but like less people gave a shit and they were just more annoyed that he wasn't admitting it so matt despite that just keeps putting his fucking body on the line and gets like beat the fuck up every single time and he's just like no guys i'm 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 not daredevil and then he'll come into trial the next day with like bandages all over his face and shit and, he, and they're like hey matt's fighting crime last night he was like no i am blind sir i i fell down the stairs yeah i mean i guess being blind is a pretty good excuse for being a superhero like most people wouldn't assume you'd be able to 
too much superheroing, but yeah, I mean, if you're red hand caught red handed, like, like there's this not much you can do one, about it. Uh, comic panel i'll send it to you uh later uh hopefully if i remember but it was like matt murdoch's spiral of like fighting crime like took over his life so much to the point that peter parker had to go and like do an intervention for him to get him to chill out he was like hey man you're doing too much i do i do remember Bro. seeing that i didn't read that comic but i remember like peter being like dude you're yeah. done like, you're doing too take a break and i was like hey yo. yo how bad do you have to be for peter parker to be like yo you need to relax yeah right how can he like you have to be doing something in terms of like your life wrong if peter can get on the like on the on his <laughs> high horse and be like yeah you're you're being irresponsible like you're you're not balancing your work life like very well it's like yo peter you are the worst like how is how are you gonna talk but i guess daredevil's doing like Absurd. Right, like at least like he's he's a lawyer, right? At least he graduated college, bro. You can't pay your rent, fix your own life, fam. Yeah. God, Peter trying to pay rent will always be one of those things that's just so consistently hilariously sad. It was even in the movie where he like was coming into the apartment. He's like, "Oh, the rent's due this this much of the month," and I already know Tom Holland, Peter Parker, isn't paying that rent on time. That's gonna be very. I think it, I think it's gonna be interesting to see him in that role because Tom has always played like a little bit more of a happy go lucky carefree type of role. Yeah. I feel like at least in like as Peter mm -hmm. Parker. So it's going to be interesting to see how he decides to play that. I will say, though, um, Tom ha Tom Holland's, like, physical age is super bizarre to me. Because I can buy him as, as, like, 16, 17. Especially, you know, back in the younger days. But, like, the more buff he gets and, like, the more... Um, I, w I don't want to say older because, like, that's not really, like, the the way his features are working out when I see him on screen. It's more like the more... The less 17 and the more 25 he looks. Does, does that kind of... Uh, yeah. yeah. So... I, I think I yeah. Can so at the end it. of the movie, I'm like, the f this is like it's only been the next day. Why the fuck does Peter like look 23 now? <laughs> There's something about him like yeah. having his own apartment and like just tra tragedy ages you, I guess. Bro, uh, Peter Parker's basically an 80 year old man. Then fuck. Uh, overall, what would you give the movie though? Out of yeah. like 10, probably eight or nine out of 10. I'm gonna rewatch it soon, so um. I'll probably give like my definitive ranking on Twitter sometime, but like probably eight or nine. It's not a ten, but it's not doesn't make it bad or anything. Uh, yeah, I think eight eight point five nine is also good for me. Um, this is a really fun discussion, man. And uh, like a I ate felt feel really good that like we were able to talk about it for so long and you know ha have it be engaging because um usually sometimes like. It's not like that that I feel like we we have to force conversations, but it feels like we definitely have to like stick to our itinerary. And this was like a really nice like I feel like a more like a natural yeah. type of conversation. I think that more than makes up for there for there no being uh for there not being any shown in jump chapters this week. For sure, yeah. Which, you know, that's like almost something. Really heartbreaking about that. Um, cause, cause they didn't announce it beforehand, right? Cause like I was like waiting for the new chapters uh the other day, and I was like refreshing my page, and I was like, oh, that's weird. I wonder why they're not up yet. It's just, I guess, for the holidays, they just get the that that break off, which honestly I'm cool with. Um, like whatever, it's the holidays. I can't, you know, I don't really work that much on the holidays. I can't. Well, that's not true, but I expect like people to take breaks on the holidays. Yeah, me so. too. I'm just um, happy <clears throat> and kind of hoping that all these manga take like this time to really unwind, relax, 
and be fucking ready to pop off with a 30 page chapter when they come back. I think that's a fair that's a fair trade. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I think that's an equivalent exchange. I'll say this. If Akutami gives me Mega B doing some new cool shit, I'm cool. It doesn't matter how many pages. Just, it get, listen, listen, listen. I just need... It, ooh, if he gives me a double-page spread of Mega Me doing something, yeah. Yeah, this break this break going to be good. I get it. I just, need some, I just need Mega Me doing something cool, bro. What, what, like, what would count as something cool to you? Like, like It can be a new mm-hmm. Shikigami that we haven't seen before. It can be him bullying his opponent, like bullying Reggie. It could be him mastering his domain, like completing mm-hmm. it. Like that would be cool. Like he's like, yeah, you know, like I, I now have like either he's like he realizes that his master domain expansion doesn't have a have a barrier like Sukuna's, or he's like, yeah, now I have a barrier on mine. Like whatever. Um, like one of those three would be super dope. Or he's just like you know, like you said, just washes um washes his opponent. Either one of those is super cool to me. You know what? I think that pretty much encompasses all the possibilities of how Megami's fights could go. Um, um, before we get into our main topic, I just want to get two things off my chest. The first thing is I need to pause this so I can pee because I it's like driving me crazy. Back from the bathroom break, it was really nice. Felt nice. I said nice twice. I don't know. I'm I, I know words, Br. Okay, I I know words. I trust you. I trust that you do. Thank you. But uh, what we were talking about during the intermission was um, uh, about the origins of our uh, usernames. And uh, I'll just quickly get, in- get into mine because I don't think it's much of an origin. I- it's just like a pun of my real name. So I thought it was like funny and I went, uh, and I went with it. For you, you said it's like dot dot dot. You know, I don't want to speak for you. You tell the story. Yeah. I mean, basically, um, the name comes from like, I guess like two things. So Really, it's it's the name of a story I plan on writing in the future, right? So it's that. That name comes from just the fact that I like samurai, and obviously, uh, not necessarily obviously, but what a ronin is is just uh, like a, a samurai with no like lord or master or whatever, like a wandering samurai, if you will. Takes a lot of inspiration from like Rurouni Kenshin or whatever. So that's the name. It has nothing to do with like something personal to me outside of the story. But I do really like the name. I think it sounds pretty dope. I dislike Samurai. I, I do, because I don't do find the aesthetic appealing. It's why I put off watching Bleach for so long. It was purely because I was off-put by them wearing the kimono. <laughs> that that was literally the only reason. I think it looks... Yeah. We just have to take hard different stances on that. I just think that they look so... Like, I think Samurai just... Like, whether that be in their armor or, like, in their more, like... Oh, I think like that's the, also why like I hate... The kimono attire. I, hate, like, I think they I just look super like cool. like Demon Slayer. Because it's just so visually off-putting to me. Like, I just can't, like, I, mm. it breaks the immersion for me because it's, it's a genre I just, like, inherently dislike. So I, I can't, I can't believe the stakes, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I guess it would get what you mean. Like, just visually, it's, it's, it's unappealing. Yeah. So, like, so like, I, I don't know, I feel like an asshole for saying that. It's, just, it's like, it's purely subjective. Like, I know I'm, I'm, I know I'm crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's not really that big of a deal. You... You either like it or you don't. You know, some people are bound to like certain things visually. It's not not really like yeah, something. Yeah, I mean, the only samurai character that I've ever liked anything. is Atomic Samurai from uh, One Punch Man. I like when there is multiple yeah. skill trees or like power systems within a certain universe because it offsets a lot of like. If I don't like this thing, it's like not the only thing. So if I didn't like magic, for example, 
Like, I just wouldn't be able to stomach mm. something like Fairy Tail or Black Clover. Whereas, like, with One Punch Man, you can you can kind of... Yeah, but, like, like in, there's everything. If you don't like one, yeah, if you don't like one, there's another, there's another, there's like, another. Like, there's, right. there's a whole power system based off tank tops in One Punch Man. Like, we're not starving. Man, speaking of One Punch Man real quick, dude, I don't know if I've told you yet. I haven't. I've been on a tear this this past weekend dude because like I, I mentioned this last podcast i think to you or like online whatever and i was like oh i've been like rereading one punch band yada 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 right bro dude amigo compadre comrade br <laughs> i didn't know about the fucking redraws man oh no, you didn't no nobody told me i was reading all the old shit like thinking i was like hot shit i was like yeah yeah i'm caught up to one punch man now come to find out because youtube recommended uh uh what's his name zonin's uh video about it and i was like what the fuck do you mean redraws and it set me down this like three hour anger spiral that i'm still not totally over by the way and i also found out about the audiobooks nobody told me about any of this shit man and i was like seething dude i like i like poured over every single reddit post i can find and i got so mad like you know when you get mad, you get so mad, you hear your own heart, like, you hear your own heartbeat when you're stationary? Yeah. Bro, I was, like, seething anger. And so, like, I couldn't find exactly the, the answers that I wanted to, like, my many, 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 many questions. So I go on the One Punch Man Reddit, and I'm like, and I just make this, like, massive post. I'm like, hey, guys, here's my, here's my question dump. Give me answers. But, like, I had to say it nicely so I wouldn't get booted off by the mods. So, yeah. thankfully, everybody on there was super nice. They explained it to me. And I and I spent like the entirety of yesterday catching up on the new canon. Uh, uh, the uh, what do you call it? the audiobooks are next because like obviously I have to like find them uh translated, which is kind of difficult because uh, they're originally in mm -hmm. Japanese. But like, dude, I'm gonna say this explicitly one more fucking time for everybody listening. I fucking love One Punch Man. It is my literal favorite series, right? Like, like it is the to this day the only manga series I have ever physically collected, and I wanted to stay that way for a while. I fucking like I like it like it is what it, like if I can give up every other uh, manga or anime like for One Punch Man, I do it in a heartbeat. Like if it meant just like having that forever, like like that would be my choice. Like mm. that is how much I love One Punch Man. So, sorry, like to explode like that, but like I. To, so it's yeah, so like to find out there was like this massive gap in my knowledge was like like an insult to my honor almost and you know my love for one punch man is like ironically why i have such a hard time making videos about it or like trying to conceptualize videos to make about it because i feel like i like whatever i do would never be like i'd never be able to do the original thing justice and on top of that like the greedier side of me is like if I make a One Punch Man video and it and it's like a ten out of ten, I literally think I, I might quit YouTube. Like no cap. Like I I don't know if I'd be yeah. able to handle that. Yeah, I definitely feel similar with like some of my favorite series. Like I feel like um, I can't speak on them with enough quality to like justify it. Like like it almost is like disrespectful to talk about it not perfectly yeah right i guess if that makes sense like we're, yeah. we're, with like certain manga or like certain series i'm like yeah i i know enough to like do whatever on it like with bleach dude i like i just popped off my video after after like my first or second uh go through of the series i was like perfectly content mm. with that and with with one punch man it's just this this like massive exception to me because I, I just can't bring myself to, to do it and i and i almost want to like force myself to do it in the new year it's i think it might be one of my like resolutions which actually leads us to the main topic of the episode which by the way yep. i'm gonna pat myself on the back for that transition nice segue nice segue thank you thank you so um 2021 complicated year for many reasons um do you want me to go first or do you want to go first hey, you can go and go off go first 
Okay, so the way I want to uh, do this is I want to have the first half be a reflective look on 2021, and then the second half to be like a a future look on 2022, like 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 beyond the horizon, right? Like like resolutions and stuff stuff you want to do moving forward for the for the new year and all that. So uh, for me, my 2021 was so complicated. Like I almost feel <laughs> okay. Where to start? I'm going to I'm going to do this a little backwards. So um a couple of weeks ago, like maybe a week and a half ago, I uh go on my channel and I decide to private like 30 videos <laughs> and okay. now uh I've gone from 55 public videos to about 32 as of right now as of recording this episode of the podcast, right? Now there's a reason for that and there's a reason it was so many. So the first thing that you guys have to keep in mind to the people listening is that um, I wasn't originally um, an anti-tuber. I was originally like a tech YouTuber. And when I made that transition because of um, like the Gone video and Hunter Hunter in general, I decided it would be best to have them like have the tech video still be up there. Because at the time I was still under the like I was working under the assumption of uh, if I make one tech video and one anime video, I can kind of like capture both audiences. But you you know VR, there's like an inherent flaw. That's not, that's yeah, that's not, not yeah. how it works because you end up losing both of them. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, and it took me a long time to uh, realize that. And my going video wasn't my most popular video yet. It was on track, but it wasn't like totally there. It was enough for me to like uh, to tell me to still like bear with the uh, the type of content, but not enough for me to commit to it. Right, so I was still putting out like earbud reviews for example and uh it was like that for a lot of time and uh 2020 you know some personal stuff happened i moved i had like an operation it was like a whole thing so come the end of the year going video popped off like crazy right and my channel was like now getting this huge influx of like hunter hunter fans and anime fans in general right so i was like okay this seems like a good sign that I should stop with the tech stuff, right? And, like, really focus my energy yeah. on the the thing that I actually like making, too, because I was, like, super burnt out, dude, like, of, of the tech videos. I hated making them. They, they were a chore to make and legitimately, like, miserable existence to make them. I don't know how tech YouTubers do it without hating every, like, waking moment of it, but it was awful. You are beholden to the um releases of all these giant corporations. The, the items are just so expensive, and, like, if it doesn't get views, like, it, like it's so not sustainable to be like an independent small tech youtuber um like especially if you want to do something like smartphones like i had to do earbuds because that was like all i can manage but like yeah, if anybody out there wanted to be a tech youtuber there there's my uh raving endorsement of the genre huh. so with that in mind i was like fully committed to the anime thing right and at the time i had just finished watching fairy tale so i made a couple fairy tale videos because it was like top of mind for me um in retrospect i actually don't regret making them but at the time I was like, fuck, these videos are underperforming. They're like, the people are not engaging with like all my other like non Hunter Hunter videos. And I was like, fuck it. I'll just like try to commit to more Hunter Hunter content to like balance it out. So then I started, you know, making the tier lists and all that stuff. And I think with all of that happening and it kind of combining with future um, videos, like, let me pull up my channel right now. I, I like forgot my own videos, Loki. But but with videos like uh, the What Did Hisoka Whisper to Botaro, the tier list, the Avatar The Last Airbender thing, the fairy tale videos, and some meme reviews and other Hunter Hunter content that I tried out. I made a Hunter Hunter simp tier list, bro. That's like how in the weeds <laughs> I got with Hunter Hunter content. 
I decided to take like a break from it because I was getting exhausted on Hunter Hunter content, right? And it was like, well, at some point, some like I have to take a break from me, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like the end of 2020, and I was like, fuck it, I'll just take the rest of the month off, kind of like what I'm doing now, and I'll just like come back swinging in uh, January. So uh, that January, I got really, really into Oran High School Host Club. It was like the thing that I was like into at the time. And I was like, yeah, this will be like good for my comeback video, right? And also, I've, I haven't made a video in like two or three months at this point. I, I, I accidentally overshot it. And I'm rusty as hell. So if I just make a video, then I've made a video, right? And I made it. And I'll be real, dude. I'm not totally proud of this video. <laughs> like... Even at the time, I was just happy it was it existed, but I but it, it took me days to make a five minute and forty five second video. Days, dude. That's that's how out of practice I was. Yeah. And from there, I was like, well, fuck. I guess I fell off the anime train now. Guess I can just like do whatever I want. All bets are off. So uh, yeah. that's that's where we get into my first the first half of my twenty twenty one. Do you remember uh, Wandavision? I do. I do remember I remember seeing a video you made you made that on your channel, right? Yes, sir. I'm tripping. Maybe I'm, I'm yeah. tripping. No, okay. I'm what you not. what you don't see is that I actually ended up doing reaction videos week to week for the episodes. I would wake up at five AM, sometimes three AM, on the day they release, shoot them, edit them, upload them, and then go right back to sleep. And I did that for weeks, dude. And the views were so bad. Like so so catastrophically bad. I legitimately think that was like the third or fourth time I ever came close to quitting YouTube. For perspective, I had 3,000 subscribers at the time, right? Do you know how, like, what one of these videos would average view-wise? What? 70 views. Bro, imagine that fall off. Like, imagine, like, doing that shit every single fucking week. And you're like, yeah, this will be the one. This, I'm on the trending thing. I'm doing it right. Garbage, Mm -hmm. bro garbage analytics garbage everything and i just kind of gave up at that point um yeah like like it was just a huge hit to my self-esteem that i just took another month off of youtube and in that time uh what i ended up doing was getting into black clover and like i really really enjoyed black clover and i kind of came back with a um black clover video and Basically, the the gist of the video is, like, I had just spent four days binging Black Clover only to find out that the anime was ending. Like, literally, that's when I got yeah. into it. And uh, that video did... It was the first video that I made that cracked a thousand views in, like, seven months at that point. So I was okay. like, oh, I still... I, 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 don't, I don't suck, was basically my reaction. I didn't, complete, I didn't completely fall off. <laughs> exactly. And so um, I'm like, okay, second wave, right? I'm now done with my semester in in college. I've privated all these WandaVision videos. So as far as like people who visit my channel are concerned, I haven't uploaded in like three, four months. Fuck, what do I do? And another part of me was like, I can't keep relying on this anime shit like heavy. And we can get into that later. But I was like, I don't want to be dependent on anything because I felt that with the tech videos. dude. I felt that so heavy just being dependent on the product to like make the video. And I didn't want it to like repeat itself with um, the anime thing. So I was like, I need to figure out a way to make this channel about me. Because, like, that's why I named my channel Creams and not, like, 
anime TV 21, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So... Like, like a personal brand type of thing. Yeah, so, like, the, like... And I can get into, like, the ultimate goal of my YouTube thing, because I've had a lot of time to, to think about it when we were planning this, um, this episode of the podcast, and I explained it to, like, one of the people that commented under this post that I made that I'll, like, read off later. But basically, I came back with this, like, new attitude, and I made a Patreon that I kind of regret making, because, like, I was not ready for, like, Patreon fucking output, dude. I, I just got off, like, yeah. like not making, like, videos for a while. Like, I was not ready for Patreon. I'm a fucking idiot. But, um, yeah. So, uh, I made this, v- like, vloggy-style video explaining the Patreon. It was more, it was mostly just, like, a proof-of-concept video to myself, just to see if I can make it, like, make that kind of video with, like, the tools I have to see if I could. And, um... Mm-hmm. I made it, and this was around the time I got really into H Bomber Guy. I got to I subscribed to his Patreon because I was like inspired, like for the first time in a while, dude. In the first time in what felt like a year plus, I, f- I genuinely felt inspired to make YouTube videos again, and I can't thank him enough for that. And I gotta, I'm tearing up a little bit because like, fuck. Okay, like he was, he's definitely one of the most influential creators to me. I'll leave it mm-hmm. at that, and. Uh, I found this, like, spreadsheet he made. Uh, that's the one I showed you, so it's funny that it's coming around here. But I found the spreadsheet he made with, like, all his videos and, like, all his video ideas, right? And I, I was sc- going through it. And some of these video ideas were just, like, random ideas that he, like, that he just had. You know what I mean? Like, if he had the idea, he'd just write it down. It wouldn't it wouldn't even be more than that. It'd just be, like, a little note to himself saying, like, roughly what the idea was to kind of flesh it out as, like, a note for later. And it would just be added to this list. And I'm like... My biggest struggle with YouTube, especially with being like an any YouTuber, has always been I have no ideas. None. I can't think of anything. Yeah. So I can't make a video. And I don't know if I was just like making excuses, if I genuinely didn't have it, or if I was. It could have been a million different things, but the end result was the same. I wasn't making content. And like finding HBOM, getting inspired, and, and like getting. I basically just copied his um his uh his what do you call it his template for the for the Excel sheet to like yeah. see if that philosophy would work for me, and so far, dude, it has. Like, I haven't felt more organized, more inspired, or more like put together than in the last six months since like um this H bomber guy stuff happened, and. Like, people that go on my channel, they can see that, dude. Like, my output, especially these last five, six months, has been the product of me being somewhat organized. Like, from the Bakugo video till like, my Bleach video, dude, purely a symptom of me finally, like, having a semblance of, like, I know what I'm doing, I know I can do it, etc., etc. And it's been, it's, like, I've been really happy with it overall like there are some stuff that i'm just kind of passively bitter about like some of my jujitsu kaisen videos aren't performing well like evergreen so I, i'm like changing up the title and thumbnail like a bunch of times and i'm still going crazy over that and that was like a real uh, low point but it wasn't as low as the other ones so i'm pushing through but that's like my short recap of like that grievance but otherwise dude, the last six months of like making youtube videos have been my most um fulfilling spiritually and uh just want to say thank you, H Bomber guy. Um, it means a lot, and yeah, um, thank you to my audience too for like sticking by me and all my shenanigans. So, um, to kind of wrap things up here, I've the last few videos that I've made, like the last two or three videos. So the bleach video, the power skill video, and the morality of Grown Freaks video. 
they were an interesting uh, change of pace for me because they were, they were all originally like two or three hour uh, raw footage that I had to like condense way down into watchable videos. And it, I didn't realize that skill would come in handy for this podcast, uh, but it did. And now I'm kind of used to it. And I've also realized like now I can make that kind of content. I can sustain that kind of workload. And I, I'm going to do like a lot of knocks for this, but I'm, I am better equipped as a creator is what these last six months have taught me, and I am really grateful. And, um, yeah, I also want to extend a thank you to you, like, personally, uh, BR, because, like, you know, you were also a huge part of, like, why I got a second wind with this YouTube thing. Because, like, when you said yes... I'm super glad to hear that, man. Because, like, with that Jujutsu Kaisen tier list, which I can... Which, by the way, in retrospect, I consider to be, like, the unofficial pilot of the Honored Ones podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um... It was like, yeah, dude, it was really fucking nice because it didn't feel so damn lonely anymore. Because, like, for the longest time, I was, like, in my own world, basically, just obsessing over myself. Like, I wasn't on Twitter. Like, I was on Twitter as, like, a spectator. You know, I wasn't tweeting. All I was doing was just liking and retweeting other shit. Like, I was just too scared to engage with the community. And, you know, like, uh, with being, being with you, that sounds, wait, that sounds weird. But, like, yeah. Um, has taught recording, me, me, recording the video, having some camaraderie as a YouTuber. Yeah, I think is what you mean? Uh, uh, yes, <laughs> support. Like you know, you Doofy, etc. You guys have like opened that door for me, and I de- and I feel like welcomed into the community instead of like from the outside looking in. So I really like that. That yeah. also is like a big change. And what I think I don't realize until like I say it right now, or like most people might not realize, is like this is all within the span of two months. You know, like. Like the the first ten months of this year were were me going through all of that, and then these last two months are where things like kind of uh, turned out the way they did. And to me, that's just like so crazy because it feels like it feels like I never missed a beat. Like this feels natural to me. Yeah. And um, yeah. Th- thank totally you. Cool. J- just uh, sorry, I don't want to. Inter- just thank you is is what I want to say. Um, be- I feel like. Was that like kind of like the first part because you've been going over like you know the first part yeah. of your year? I mean, I, I guess that's more the retrospective aspect of it, right? Yeah. So um, I want I want you to do yours and then oh. we'll both do ours uh, in yeah. the second half. Yeah. Before I do that, can I use the bathroom real quick? You don't need to ask me permission, dude. <laughs> Just go. Right, true. I that, that was more of a polite. Yeah. Whatever. I'll be yeah. right back. <laughs> okay. Um. So how do you want me to do this? Go through like the first half of the year, then kind of go into the I guess it's only up to now. <laughs> I so yeah. I guess it's a little bit of backstory to our There's no structure team. to it. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So, a little bit of backstory. Um, this is, like, technically the second incarnation of Broken Ronin. Because of, like, September of last year, I made a channel with the same name, right? Similar style, like, you know, analysis, like, review-type content. But, like, I think I dealt with, like, copyright strike issues. YouTube, like, sniped channel right um so you know i was kind of going through it after that because i had like just hit 1k i was just hitting my stride in terms of growth and like that then youtube was like no you're not so i was like oh bet so around it was actually around this time this year right i think i just hit my one year anniversary like yesterday the day before that or something like that and you know i made the video yep appreciate it had the channel for about a year honestly i think i have the reverse situation of how creams was like the beginning like the first six or seven months of the year youtube wise were really good um i had like 
a pretty decent amount of growth. Obviously, you have to, like, I've, I've done relatively well for the channel um, in terms of, like, how much I've wanted to grow in, in the past year. Had some videos that have popped off, you know, had uh, had a record Ragnarok video hit 400k, had a couple of Jujutsu Kaisen videos hit, like, 200k plus or whatever like that. Um, so, you know, there was a point in time where my videos were doing really good. I was consistently growing. My views were, like, outpacing my subscribers, things like that. So I was pretty happy overall. Um, and there was even one month where I think I grew, like, 8,000 subscribers. Nah, that sounds cap. Is that cap? I don't know. I'm trying to remember. There was, like, this There was this one-month period where um, I think it – I don't think it is cap. I think it was, like, I got, like – what was it like 8,000 subscribers and like oh. 800,000 views or something nice. like that in terms of growth um so it was like yeah it was a really it was yeah it was a really really good um it was it was very good for my growth right i think it was like halfway through the year or something like that where i had that sort of like really explosive growth um and i think what happened is after that month, I just put up, like, some videos that just happened to bang, right? Like, back to back to back. So, like, I, they got a bunch of views, things like that. Like, they were, like, somewhat evergreen. So, like, over months, they were building up views. And I just, it kind of snowballed until it got to that point. Um, and I think mentally, I was stuck on trying to recreate that moment of, like, of like or not necessarily recreate that moment, but continue that, that growth and snowball it, which, I mean... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it still. Um, it was just, it was very taxing on me mentally to have that growth almost come to a complete halt. Um, and it, it, I guess like YouTube kind of gave me a little bit of a wake up call. Um, videos started doing a little bit worse, generally speaking. Um, growth started slowing down until now where growth is not, I can't say at an all time low, but it is low, I feel like, relative to my size. Like, I don't. I guess I don't have very many channels to use for reference, but I feel like be getting more views. Or I, not, I feel like I should be getting more views. Not necessarily I should be pushing that burden onto like YouTube or anything else, but I feel like I should be doing getting more views. Not in the sense that YouTube is, is YouTube is like like fucking me over, but like getting more views is in like I need to be putting but out like videos. But like a huge part of the stall was your move, though, so it's kind of out of your hands, right? Like. It was, and it was a lot of, like, my mental getting, like, messed up, because it's, I don't know how, you know, how you feel about this, but for me, YouTube is very, very momentum-based, at least in terms of my work ethic. So, you know, videos, if I'm, if I, if I'm doing well, I'm doing, like, if I'm yeah. doing good, I'm doing great very soon after that, right? Because, you know, one video pops off, yes, turns into, like, inspiration to keep going and keeping that growth go. But on the, on the flip side of that, halting that momentum hurts bad right um you know not posting a video for a week just a yeah, week like slowed down growth quite a bit slowed down my mentality on making videos quite a bit and it uh, just was, I was just very, gonna say, it's nothing like yeah, riding a bike like like once you uh don't do it for a while you basically have to like relearn yeah. it to a degree and it, it's just like it's like you're 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 trying to push massive boulder up this hill right and when you take a break all that momentum you're building stops and not just stops it somewhat reverses and you fall back down that hill a little bit. And now you have to get, now you have to build that momentum back up. You have to build that speed that strength back up to keep going. And it's very difficult to do. Like I still haven't reached that point yet of like back to where I was. Right. Um, 
like my I guess my leech video is kind of like an outlier to that. We got like forty k in the under two weeks or something like that. Um, but besides that, I've been just, averaging. Um, I don't know if like you uh, got into it to some degree, but like, what do you think happened to contribute to the cutoff between like the first half mm-hmm. and second half of your year? Like uh, algorithm wise, like did something? Did you like make less content or did something change or? I think it was, a, I think it's, I think it's a lot of factors that I'll get into real quick. So for one, the rate of uploads just drastically went down in part because of, you know, you can say laziness in part though, because I wanted to increase the quality of my videos, like editing wise. And as you know, or as any creative person should know, quality and quantity cannot increase linear. They cannot increase together. They're almost unless you have like help from other people right if you're if you're going solo like i was for a little bit they increase like they're actually inverse proportionally right so like as the quality of my videos went up as the editing mm-hmm. got better as i was spending more time with the scripts and things like that the amount of videos i could reasonably put out in a month just went down they lower and lower and things of that nature and obviously when you post less you're going to get less views and i think honestly it, there was not something necessarily with the algorithm, but when I when I was at the peak of my growth, what I was talking about Jujutsu Kaisen was there, like it was uh. at its peak relevance, right? Season one was at its peak, you know, you were getting super cool fights. I was doing things like that. And after that, I was still doing fairly well, but I had my heavy hitter kind of go away and I had to rely on like My Hero Academia and things like that. And those videos did you know, fine. Um, relative to my sub count and like that but it just wasn't the same and for me as someone who had like super duper like high um like i guess super like big aspirations for myself um and like i guess high expectations for what i can or I need to do having that growth like halted really messed me up and it de- it just de-incentivized me to make content and it's it, it spiraled into this like catch 22 it's where, not like, gonna get the views know, i don't want to make content because <clears throat> or at least i i feel like yeah it's not gonna get the views and i'm not gonna get the views because i'm not putting out content and it, it just caught me in this spiral of like ah like i just really am struggling to these videos um and i, I feel like Honestly, I feel like what's kept me afloat is, like, every once in a while, I'll put out, like, a video that just kind of bangs. It's relative to my channel, of course. It'll be, it'll kind of, like, keep me afloat because it'll be, there'll be, like, dry spells of, like, a week or month where I'm like, oh, my God, like, dude, did I fall off? Like, did I, I mean, yeah. I was thinking that, like, a couple of weeks ago. I was kind of, like, jokingly tweeting that, right? Like, because I was trying to diffuse my, my real feelings as a joke. Like, oh, my God, like, I fell Bro, off. this was, like, like, like in episode my head, three, like, basically. Holy shit, like, I actually, like... I actually might have fallen off. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, I, I like I might have legitimately fallen off as like in terms of like views, and I have to like jumpstart it from the beginning, which was very scary. Then I'll get like a Baryon mode video, which gets sixty k, and you know, next time I get scared, it's, I'll have like a the bleed video, which got forty k. Like these videos will kind of like like okay, dude, you got to keep going. You got like it's. I'm just waiting. What I'm trying to do now, I guess, in the second half, has been trying to cover because. Mentally, I've just been getting yeah like just beat up yeah just like bullied like it, it's just been my mentality has just not been the right one I feel like now more than ever I just need to put my head down and go 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 like regardless of anything else and just do what I know I can mm-hmm. do my abilities right and just push out content like 
like now this seems like this may seem conceited or even unrealistic but like what the, like my goal for 2022 <laughs> like I, this is a little bit of a hint but i won't go super deep into it but like i guess my perspective shift has been over like the past like month has been like thinking like algorithm all that stuff and I, i'm still focusing on making good thumbnails all that stuff but like simplest way i could do it for myself in order to rationalize me just going in is mm. better content right. more content than anybody else right like in my niche um so you know if i can do it better and if i can do it faster and uh, on a higher volume there's no need to worry about much else and well it's, it's an oversimplification of youtube but it's an oversimplification i currently need in order to get back in like get my head back in the game fully um so I'm perfectly fine with that oversimplification right now. And it's sort of been like the first half of the year carried me quite a bit to this. And I ended off the year mm-hmm. not horribly because I was able to hit 30K before the end. But like in comparison to what I wanted to do, like I wanted to hit like 100K by the end of the year. Right. So like I'm like what I, I completely botched that. And I'm like, wow, that hmm, that is very that left a sour taste in my mouth in terms of my goals and things like that, which I think is it's a it's a bitter defeat that I feel like I need as motivation to keep moving forward. So I I'm gonna look at it as that and you know kind of keep that perspective. Look at this as like a necessary step in the process to success. I don't I'm no longer gonna look at it as like you know get down on myself or get depressed because those those things like I can't speak for how I'm gonna be feeling later down the line. But like my goal is to just keep pushing forward regardless of how I'm feeling and how it's performing because. If I don't, then it'll wow. just snowball into um, getting worse. Look, heavy? Man, was that too heavy? <laughs> no, um, it was. It resonated with me, like as a colleague, as a peer, um, and you know, I'll I'll even step further, like as a as a as a friend, you know, in this in this space. Friend. I definitely yeah. feel and have felt a lot of the things you've described. You know, we've ta- we've had so many conversations about this. Um, I think my philosophy is just a little bit different than yours, where yours is more like hard work equals results. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, I'm not going to say I don't like subscribe to that because it's, mm-hmm. it, it's like insane to not say there's some degree of truth in that. Right. Like, obviously, if you don't put in the work, there's like nothing to gain. You know, it, it's it's like a it's like a it's common sense. But when we get into like the upper echelons of yeah. nuance with this stuff, you know, like I'm I'm in the camp of like, well, Making more content is good in theory, but like you can get away with making less content as long as the title and thumbnail are good. Like, like my 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 thing with YouTube is always just going to be like as long as your title, thumbnail, and I don't know average watch time or whatever are solid, then you don't you can upload like once a year and get like a hundred million views or something. That's 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 hyperbole, but that's yeah, yeah. Which I I don't I. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that, but my take, my like perspective on that is why not do both? Like that like that's basically I'm trying to like my thing is like I'm not trying to sacrifice and that, that's what I'm currently trying to figure out, like how to meld both of them together into this like harmonic, mm-hmm. you know, content creation machine or whatever, right? So like basically I'm trying to get and it's you know, somewhat you could say it's unrealistic, but I don't really care. Um, I'm trying to create, like, every video I want to be, like, one that bangs, right? Like, that's the goal. Like, it's not it's not to just put out content to put out content. It's putting out content, like, every single one of these videos could stand alone for a month, two months, three months, but I'm doing it 
twice a week, three times a week or something like that, right? So that my growth is just inhuman, right? Because I feel the, the logic of using works perfectly fine. You know, you're, you're okay with growing at a certain level. But if I want to grow more than that, I have to do more. So I have to have the uploading capacity of someone who doesn't you have that much quality or up, yeah, uploading like volume, but also have the quality of somebody who posts once or twice a month. Like it does, if that makes sense, like mixing two in order to make something. No, I get it. You, it's like to, to be rich, you have to work like you're poor. So it's, yeah. So it's kind of like, like you that. having it, like somewhat, a yeah. rise and grind work ethic, but like obviously have utilized the quality of somebody who is like, who it has a channel of your size basically. Yeah, exactly. Like always, always tackle YouTube as if I have zero viewers, zero subscribers that are dedicated to my channel, right? And attract them here and pull them here and make them like excited to watch it rather than just rely you know, on the fact that I have a following. I think YouTube has just fucked me up personally to the point where I'm like, no matter what I do, I think it's going to fail. And I don't know if if like you you have like the same yeah. mental like parasite. Like, for example, I made this post the other day on my community tab yeah. and, I, and I just want to read it out loud to everybody um i said i've <clears throat> been seriously considering quitting or at least changing my approach to youtube i'm not burnt out or anything i'm just kind of annoyed that the videos i thought would be bangers in quotes aren't performing the, w the way i want them to uh, i don't hate making them i just feel like i have to like my my youtube video making process usually goes something like this i come up with an idea i gauge how well i think it would perform or could perform B basically is it worth the effort of making it and three, I end up shelving it or I make it. If I end up deciding to make it and it doesn't get the numbers I want, it, I more or less consider it like a failure or like a waste of my time for making it. And uh, I said, and I'll be honest, that stuff kills me sometimes. All of this has coalesced into my reevaluating what I want from YouTube in general, and I'm not quite sure how to move forward. I'm not satisfied with my 2021, and I don't know if I should keep sticking with YouTube or if I should uh, change my approach again. Uh, sigh. Anyway, if you manage to read all that, yeah, and then I mentioned the podcast because, like, I always mention the podcast. <laughs> but I'm there was a lot of comments of support that I really, really appreciated from uh, my viewers, and like, it was really, really sweet. And uh, I just want to extend a shout out to those of you who commented on that post and are listening now. Uh, thank you so much. Um, your support literally is like, it's why I keep bothering to upload on this fucking website, basically. <laughs> and it got me, um, mm -hmm. it, it got me thinking about like my relationship with the website. And um, I got this one comment that really stuck out to me. He, the guy, um, Mr. Bed Wars, says, I personally wouldn't care about how popular a video is because your videos truly make my day better. And I'm not sure. Uh, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. Uh, that said, if you if you want to get your content more popular, then try doing collabs with other YouTubers or make funny anime challenges. For example, something of, along the lines of the Anime Man's channel. However, I will stick with you no matter what your decision is, as you were literally the one that inspired me to start my Hunter Hunter journey. Just do what you want to and don't quit. And I think by far that's like the sweetest, most like teary eyed comment I've ever gotten. So I kind of responded to him and I and I want to elaborate further on the podcast. What exactly my end game is with content creation on this website. I more see the problem as I expected this to perform a certain way when I was conceptualizing and then making the video. Right. So if it flops, I see it as like a failure to master my craft, not necessarily a failure on like a different end because mm -hmm. my my goal for youtube in the 
simplest possible terms that I have ever been able to like distill to to another person because like you know your own motivations like better than anybody so you never feel the need to verbalize them but like for this one I had to figure out a way to like get it across to other people um yeah my goal for YouTube is ultimately to have people interested in what I'm doing in and for me to be able to deliver whatever it is that I'm doing in the best most like selfishly profitable way that I can without expending more of my like energy than it would require. And I know that sounds complex, but like a good example that I that I gave uh, this guy was essentially if I roll out of bed one morning and I decide to make a video about cardboard boxes, I want that to be like the cardboard boxes video. Like I want this thing to be so algorithmically perfect, right? That like even despite it being, let's say like mid quality or something, it, it just my skill in the YouTube metagame is just so insane that it like basically tricks the algorithm into like making it like a 50 million view video or something along those lines. Like like that's like that it just like I want the ability to choose how a video performs of my own whim uh, whim if that makes sense. Which is like I know I understand is insanely conceited. I understand that, but it's just yeah, like I, I can't help that that's what I want. I, I I don't know. I feel weird saying that. Um, and you want what you want, right? So like, regardless of whether or not you think it's conceited or people think it's conceited, it's what you want out of YouTube, which I think is perfectly valid. It's not harming anybody. It's just desiring that your videos perform a certain way. I just want to be able to be a master at doing it to the point where like I can casually do something like that. That that's really it. You know, very long-winded way of saying that. So I'm curious what yours is. Okay, so like my like my version of like what I like, kind of like what that is for me for what I want to get out of YouTube. Yes. So for yeah. me, I mean, it's it's probably going to be just as like I don't know if conceited's the right word because I don't think conceited properly describes either of ours, but it's going to be just as selfish. I don't know. Whatever. I'm not even going to try to describe it. Um, outside of like actually saying what it is. Basically, mm-hmm. I want to be able to put a lot of time and effort and whatever into my videos and like make these huge, super fun projects for YouTube, put them out and be confident that even if it flops, right, even if it's a 10 out of 10, that 10 out of 10 just paid for everything that I plan on doing that month, right? Mm. Those videos, like basically, okay, so. Uh, let me give an analogy real quick. So you know um, how Seth and I don't know if you know, but like Seth the programmer and Clyde are making like this Naruto versus Ichigo like fan animation thing. It's like super high quality. I don't know if you've seen. I know about, I know about both of them, but I didn't know they were doing that. Let me show you real quick because they're like it. You know, I would initially think it's like not this super high quality thing. I guess like just based off of hearing that. But let me link you the tweet. That's just like one gif of like. How they're like, and they're planning like an entire fight, getting the actual voice actors. They have Ichigo's voice actor, like his English dub voice actor. Um, Is he allowed to do that? I guess so. I mean, that's what they, you know, that's what they were, uh, they were, that's what he said. He said he got the voice actor to record the lines. Um, and like, it's like real high quality stuff, right? Like, really, really. Damn. Right? Like Yeah, wow. And they've it's been it's been a project they've been working on for a super long time. When like honestly one of the things I've been most excited about coming from a like a like a YouTuber or whatever. And not just like actually seeing the animator. That's already super cool as an idea. Like just this this the fact that they're making like 
a, a very well put together anime fight between two characters that I really love is already cool enough. But the fact that YouTubers are able to make this sort of fan project, right, of this high quality is super dope. I would want to be able to do something like this on a semi-regular basis, afford it comfortably, and be able to, like, you know, make YouTube videos off of this, share this type of content with people. Like, that, to me, is just a really cool thing. Like, it's a really cool concept to me. Like, making these types of fan animations, these discussions, like, this type of content, like, the very super-duper creative, high-quality stuff is, like, really cool. Right now, I just can't dedicate myself to learning that because... There's the sort of dichotomy between quality and quantity that I have to put out, right? And I can't wait till I can hire staff to help me with this so I can do it high quality, high quantity. Like, no, neither of these are suffering, like that type of thing, if that makes sense. Is that, I, hope, I hope I was able to convey that clearly. Um, Basically, you want to have, like... Uh broken Ronin productions. Yeah, and, and whatever creative thing pops into my head, right, whatever video analysis, animation, whatever, I can make it and it can pay for itself and for me and my work and, like, you know, the employees or partners or whatever you want to call it, right, um, that type of thing. And that's just, that's, that's the end goal for me and my goal, I guess. That, so from what I understand, your goal is super... Um... I like it. Like it, it's very much a um. I want to build this into like a Mr. Beast thing, but for like your content, basically, right? Um, is is that like? Yeah, I get yeah. That's, that's, that... I mean, that's that's yeah. a very elegant way to put it. Like the way he's able to just, I think, spend <laughs> absurd amounts of money on ideas that are like very, very cool and like nebulous and like whatever. I would like to be able to do, um, for like projects that I'm interested in. And, you know, have YouTube pay for Wow. That. that is so weird. You and I, like, because I was also envisioning Mr. Beast when I was, like, saying what my goals were. Mm -hmm. But you and I took, like, want very different things from, like, what he's able to do on this website that, yeah. that are very admirable. But it's, like, I'll be, I'll be real. I'm hella jealous of Mr. Beast because, like, he has the only thing I want, which is, like, absolute control over his content. Yeah. And... Like, there's the obvious one, and, like, he's able to make whatever he wants. He's able to, like, fundraise it however he wants, et cetera, et cetera, right? That's not even, that's not what I give a shit about. Like, to me, like, the hardest thing, the thing that no other YouTuber can do except for him, like, the thing no other YouTuber has achieved except for him, is the ability to be, like, this will go viral, and to have that, like, be reality. Like, like just that ability is so, like, that's that's my end game, dude. Like, I want that so fucking bad. Like, like... I can tell when a YouTuber is, like, on a leash from the website. Like, I, I, I can feel it sometimes. I'm like, yeah, your views have dipped. You're, like, making this kind of content, this around. Like, like you can pick up on these things because, like, you, you know, you, you do it on your back end. So you, like, yeah. pick up on certain things, right? But, like, for Mr. Beast, I've never seen, like, I've never seen his leash. And it, like, and I've looked, dude. I fucking looked. And, like, he just does not have one. And and that's, like, the thing I've always wanted. Like, th those fucking videos where people are consulting him. Like, he's this fucking guru. Like, they don't understand, like, what he actually has. It, like, they're so focused on, like, the big projects, the the, the money, the, everything. Like, they don't understand, like, the, the real thing that he actually has that's super insane is the ability to just, like, be in full control of a video's virality, basically. And I just, I can't, it's so frustrating, dude, because, like, hmm. It, it's hard to see other people living your dreams, man. 
I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's it's very inspiring because it shows, at least for me, it shows that that's a possibility. Like, that's, that is a taint. Like, that's not something that is, like, this pipe dream or whatever. It's attainable, at least. Like, however difficult you want to say it is, it is something, it is an attainable goal. And I think knowing that it's attainable makes it that much um, more exciting to strive for. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that um mr beast is a very good example of that i honestly can't think of anybody that's just like has youtube on such a lock and i feel like that's where you can see like the eight eight plus years of work and dedication and studying going into it like he just has a really good understanding of the platform so from there did you want to talk about like specific because we've been talking more about like nebulous concepts that aren't necessarily limited to 2022 are there specific goals that you wanted to go over like for your your channel in the next year Yes, sir. And I have them written down and ready to go. Okay. So here are my 22, uh, 2022 YouTube New Year's resolutions. So number one is the biggest one. It's 10,000 subscribers on my main channel. Mm. Uh, so I actually, we can talk about like failed mi- milestones for a second. <clears throat> I decided to take two weeks off in September to like plan out my future for YouTube, right? At least for the rest of the year. And one of my goals was to hit... um. 5,000 subscribers by Halloween. Mm-hmm. Okay. And at that point, I yeah, at that point, I had 3.7, 3.8K subs. And I was like, if I grind this out and, like, I stick to my, like, plan and my schedule, I think I can do this because nobody's going to subscribe if, like, I'm not uploading, basically. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me, let me fucking put my nose to the grindstone. Like, so I'm, I'm grinding the videos out and, like, they're getting some decent traction, right? And I'm get, getting the subs. Like, people are uh, subbing and engaging and stuff. But, like, I think it was my Megami or Sukuna video. I think I might have gotten too greedy and, like, asked for, like, a really high like goal. And m- those videos still haven't hit even a thousand views. On, like, it killed the steam that I had. You, you know, you know the phenomenon. Yeah. After that, I decided uh, maybe I should like do other videos or something, and instead of like these JJK videos like being so like heavy. Like the most popular one mm-hmm. was the was the tier list we did, uh, which thank you again mm-hmm. by the way. Um, and then uh, I got into Bleach around late October, and I was like, oh, I'll make a Bleach video in the same way I did the Black Clover video, and fuck me dude if those last three videos didn't take like a month like each to make basically that's how long it felt like editing them down just took so much time i just kept missing upload days and so i just like had to forcibly like despite me um not wanting to push back the sub milestone goal from um from uh, halloween to uh the end of the year and i thought that i'd have more videos to show for it in that amount of time but you know it didn't work out and yeah yeah so uh right now i'm at 4360 subscribers Mm -hmm. so i was off by roughly let's just do some very quick math here uh minus 4360 i was off by about 640 subs Mm. yeah so next year i'm like i'm gonna be in my most god can't believe i'm gonna say this out loud I'm, i'm gonna knock again i'm gonna be in my most professional form ever in that like the previous years i've kind of been winging it more or less and you know this year is like the first year where i feel like i feel like i know roughly what i'm doing and how to do it you know again knock on wood yeah so um i'm, I'm setting the, the goal for 10 for ten thousand subscribers on the main channel and um i'm i'm i'm, I'm committing to it oh. um second goal it 
Second goal is for a thousand subs on this channel or like the podcast channel. I might rename it um, as like we go along because uh, I think a lot of people aren't subscribing because it's called Creams Two and not like the Honor Ones podcast. I, I, I don't know yet, um, but yeah, I want to want a thousand subs on this one. And uh, a supplementary goal is to get revenue for it so I can put it up on like audio platforms. Mm-hmm. So like that's like the secondary goal for this for this podcast channel the third goal is um 150 twitter twitter followers like i said before i'm engaging with twitter for the first time and after like two months like i I actually the only milestone i hit this year was my twitter follower milestone i wanted 50 twitter followers and now uh i peaked at like 70 i lost one i lost two and then i gained one back like today so i'm at 69 right now but like i peaked at 70 so i crushed my twitter goal so next year 150 and then finally um my last like numerical goal is to get a, is to make a hundred videos. Now, um, this one is actually deeply personal to me for a, a few reasons. Um, the main one is that ever since I privated those older videos, I've had um, I feel like I've regressed. If that makes sense, like I feel like I've 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 lost my progress in that regard. Yeah. So my last goal is uh, to make a hundred videos. And one of the other reasons, aside from you know feeling like I've, like I've lost progress, is um. I made this post-it note. Um, it's been under my keyboard for about a year and a half now, and it says o- "open only after the hundredth upload." And uh, to this day, I still haven't opened it, and I'm not going to be able to unless I obviously get a hundred videos. And I chose that because I saw this um, YouTube video, and I was like, "I'm one of those people that like wants to le- like know how to do what they do," because like obviously my goal <laughs> is very dependent on me being able to know what I'm doing. So. Like, I want to put in the work in that regard. And I found uh, this video where this... Uh, uh, do you know um, Roberto Blake? I think is his name? Yeah, I do. Yeah, he made he had this one video called um, I Want You to Make 100, like, Shitty Videos, basically. And his intro was something along the lines of uh, Mr. Beast made 100 shitty videos and he got, like, 70 subs. Marquez Brownlee got, made 100 videos and he got, like, 100 subs. Something along those lines. And... For some reason, it really clicked with me because, you know, if you were to take my entire body of work on YouTube these last two and a half years, oh, it's actually going to be three years, January 20th, so closer to three years. Um, what's going to end, what you'll end up finding out is that I've roughly made, and I'm talking about like including this podcast too, and like all the shorts I've made, I've made roughly 85 to 90 videos. So I haven't even made a hundred total videos ever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, a hundred is a very big milestone for me, and I want to see if, um, I can hit it. And I'm talking about, like, main channel only, so, like, this doesn't even include podcasts. Like, I I want, like, a hundred videos. Yeah. And, uh, we'll see what the hell I wrote on this post-it note all those years ago. I think that'll be an interesting revelation for, for you, because if you forgot, you know, it should be interesting, I think. Oh, I, I, I definitely forgot, dude. I have no idea what the hell is written in here. They're pretty good goals. I like them. I like them. Um, is that it for your like 2022 like solid YouTube goals and stuff like that? Yes, sir. I, do you think I'm missing anything? I don't know. I was just curious. I think that encompasses. Yeah. There... Like I don't plan. Like I don't like short short form content isn't on there because like I just don't. I'm not fond of it. Okay. So if I do it, cool. If I if not, then I'm not gonna sweat over it. Okay. So there's I, that's that's mainly what I was trying to get at. I was just wondering if there was any like. Any other platform, like, tangentially related to YouTube that you wanted to grow in order to, like, support YouTube? Like, outside of Twitter, I guess. This podcast. Fair, fair. <laughs> um, fair enough, then. Maybe maybe streaming on Twitch. I don't know. Yeah. But streaming will take a Just lot pro- out of every you, time- I will say that. I know. 
but bro like streaming on youtube is a little exhausting because like even though i'm monetized every single time i stream they instantly demonetize my shit it's like like i'm like i've been live for five minutes i I haven't even done anything yet and they're like oh no you can't make any money i'm like well fuck you the fuck is the point then the only thing so i don't know maybe twitch is like a diversification sorry no no you're just good the only thing with twitch is you have to like earn that monetization and that kind of takes a little bit um I'm pretty sure in order to become, like, a partner, you need, like, I don't know. I don't know the specific requirements. I just know they're not, like, super easy for, like, new Twitch streamers. Um, and for me, unfortunately, the only times I'd be able to Twitch stream are, like, when people are would be at, like, majority of my audience would be at, like, work or, like, school or something like that. So when when yeah, they're out, it, I don't have time. <laughs> yeah, like, that's why live streaming is also not on the list. Because it, it's, like, it has to be within the realm of, like, A, my ability, B, my interest, and uh see within like reality yeah fair 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 um so i guess i can i can jump into my uh like my my sir your turn 2022 so i just want to preface this um these are very uh, i guess you could say ambitious goals i'm going i'm shooting I'm shooting for the stars. Oh, I think so. Yeah. I, I can tell already. I'm, I, I'm locked in, dude. Right. Yes, sir. So, Let's go. So the first one, we'll go with the subscriber goal, right? So I kind of like how you did. I want to talk about like my failure real quick, right? So hmm. my, my goal for the first year of this channel was to be like, you know what? I'm going to hit 100K, right? <laughs> hmm. uh, that didn't happen, obviously. Uh, you can look at my channel and see that to be the case. I'm still at like... 30,000 subscribers or whatever, which isn't, isn't shabby. Oh, only. only, only, right. But you know, <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, I was, I was super confident, not necessarily confident, but I was super eager to, to strive for that. And I kind of like, I kind of fell apart right in the second half of the year, which is, you know, whatever, it's my fault. Uh, I'll chop that one up to the game. Um, and I fell short of my goal by about <clears throat> 70,000 subscribers or so. You know, just a, just a measly, just, just a little bit. You know, I, I was super close to my goal. Um, and, you know, I feel like the logical thing to do would be like, you know what? I'll reset the goal to get to 100K by the end of this year. But, you know, I don't really like logic over here, right? The Broken Running channel doesn't use logic. So, you know, so I was like, you know what? 200K, 200,000 subscribers. Um, Bro, my God. Year. So that's 100. And I have to grow 170,000 subs, which is both daunting and exciting to some extent in terms of like like uh yeah, like shooting for that. i could i could um i could literally hear your smile yeah. as you say it bro yeah 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 so it's gonna be interesting right and that's gonna require a lot of work and i'm, I'm understanding that um in terms of like videos I, I want at least one of my videos to hit a million views that just seems like kind of a a, a, a staple as like a youtuber right you gotta have that one super not super viral but like that viral video right <clears throat> bro of course like oh uh, yeah of course dude i mean can you imagine not having, like yeah. not having a million views right. i mean that'd be real embarrassing. It, 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 would, it would it's super embarrassing man that's why i gotta set my <laughs> game up um yeah man i can't you know i can't believe that like out of like the two of us i'm the one with that with that milestone like yeah. it's such a weird thing and yeah I, I hit a million views this year but like i almost like i almost didn't even notice because like that video is just consistently there mm-hmm. like like it just it, it just it, a it presence didn't blow up. it didn't like well it did blow up but like it didn't like explode like all at once it was like this consistent like a growth type thing right Bro, you know doofy's been like um 
like I don't know if he's been like on a creams binge or whatever, but I've been getting like so many comments on like different videos from him the last three days. I'm like, yo, Doofy, if you're listening, are you okay? <laughs> I just get like a bunch of notifications on on like videos I uploaded a year and a half ago from you, and they're like, oh, creams is a great. Video. I'm like, thanks first, but like, g- get some sleep, man. Yeah, he'd be up at all times. Um. Yeah, well, he could, like. On the gun video, he was like, bro, I can't believe you have a video with a million views. I almost wanted to say me either. <laughs> Let's see. So I had the million views on a video, 200,000 subscribers. Um, I want to post at least two videos a week for the entire year, um, regardless of anything. I think that, equ- how much does that equate to over time? Like, bare minimum. 104 yeah, videos. 104 videos. Um, so that's, you know, whatever. That's not even, I don't even think that's outlandish because... This year, or at least in the span of a year, I've posted like 176 videos. So what? 170? Like how? Uh, at one point, I posted. I mean, keep in mind, at one point, I almost posted daily. Um, so, bro, I gotta do the, I gotta do this math real quick. 176. Damn, you almost posted for half the year. Yeah. Yup. 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 Um. And I want to do that, but obviously it's going to be more difficult because I have a higher standard for my quality now. So it's going to change up a little bit on how easy it is to reach that number. But regardless, two videos a week, um, two things that aren't like, or more like three, three things that aren't like super numerical goals, like of milestones that I want to hit, but things I want to accomplish. One being mastering like my, my, my thumbnail style, like my thumbnail game, like have a style unique to me, stands out as well, all that good stuff. Um, and the other two things are hire uh, a full-time YouTube editor. Like, I want to still edit my own videos, but I want to hire somebody that's, like, consistently I give them videos. They have it out in a week or two. And, like, a consistent rather than, like, because so far I have, like, commission work that I get them on a semi-regular basis. But they're not, like, full-time editing for me, if that makes sense, right? I want to get, like, be able to afford, like, a full-time editor alongside me, help me with that with the, the video editing load. And then the other one is hire somebody that's like, or at least have a close relationship with like a really good artist that has a nice style that I like in order to get them to do commissions for thumbnails, whether it be fan art or like entire thumbnails that they draw up. Those are two things I really like to do. And they'd help me with um, my productions, like just in terms of like pumping out videos. This whole, like, do you still want to be like, um anonymous or do you want to do like what i'm doing where like you are the channel or like you are the content um or like what what's your i mean l- l- like what do you what, what's the what's like the final evolution of broken ronin content sure so if you don't i mean it's, it would be relatively similar to what i do now but just like in terms of quality it's just okay okay so let me put it like this right um Okay, so you know, like, how we both, like, H-Bomber guy, right? I've rewatched his videos, like, dozens of times or whatever. Like, those yes. types of videos, like, those super in-depth, highly edited, well-researched, funny videos, right? I want to do that on a regular mm-hmm. basis. I don't necessarily have to show my face, but, like, those style of, like, video essay. But, like, those, like, once a month uh, sprinkled in with, like, the type of content I do now, but for, like, anime, right? So, like, imagine I'm, like, um, uh, uh you know hunter hunter sucks and here's why right and i do like an hour and a half video mm. breaking down like each arc you know I'm like gone sucks uh, suck. like and, okay. and I, like obviously you know <laughs> in more depth than that but like are those like super duper to me like iconic videos within like their medium or within their genre um 
that I think stand out among the rest. Like that, that to me, if I'm able to do that regularly, that is like the highest form of like what I want to do now, right? You know, I see what you mean. I'd have okay. like, dude, I would love that for you. That would be super dope because I think, yeah, I think you can do it. Um, you legally are like, I'm, you're contractually obligated to have me feature in at least half of these videos. Of course, of course. I'm just telling you right now right i and i am totally willing to do like the like, you know how he um has other youtubers do some of the voiceovers yeah. for like articles and stuff mm -hmm. bro you i better be the first person you text to do it i got you i'll take i'll take viola lessons <laughs> i don't care i'll do it uh, um but yeah, i was just curious because like um God, this is gonna sound like super slimy mm -hmm. but that's basically the nature of this website you're kind of incentivized to make a parasocial relationship with your audience to exploit them like, I'm not saying, like, that's what I want. I'm just saying that's, like, the direction YouTube kind of favors for YouTubers to, like, get big on the platform. Yes, kind of. Like, it, it yeah. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be with you, but if it's with your content, they associate it with you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, um, like, having a healthy degree of separation is, it, there's a balancing act to it. So, yeah. Because, um, like, the thing that I really don't want to end up doing, and... God, I hope this is like I'm. I'm gonna do a, another knock, but because I'm superstitious as hell, if you couldn't already tell. But what what I'm super scared of is being in a situation where I'm like in the tech problem again, where I'm super reliant on an external factor to make my stuff. Mm -hmm. Where like whereas um, because I, I I think it was a conversation with you a while ago. It might have been a private call where we were talking about um videos performing a certain way because of x y and z and you mentioned the naruto baryon mode video mm -hmm. and you're like oh yeah it was very topical and that's why i got the views it did at, like when it did mm -hmm. and um i like to me it, like it would be cool short term but like long term like that would that's like that is so not what i want mm -hmm. like, like, like if you couldn't tell from like what my goals are because like it defeats the purpose of me being able to control that like like basically Basically, I want to have the effect that video has independent of whatever's going on in Naruto, right? I just want it to be like, yeah. So the fact that I'm making it is yeah. is what draws the viewers. So I I agree with that as well. Um, kind of like you look at like I don't know how like I don't know how you watch Swat Kage a lot, but like even though Naruto isn't particularly trending right now, right? It's popular, but that's not that doesn't mean it's like of particular re relevance right now. His any Naruto video he puts out does well, right? Um. Mm -hmm. 400k plus like in terms of just like on average like no matter what he does right in naruto i want to do that but like with everything i touch like i want like like you said yes because bro. and i and it doesn't have to be like because you like me but because you know that <clears throat> if i make a video on something it's going to be a good video that's that's what i wanted to do. yes like, that's that's i guess yeah. that's the best way to put it like, like if broken ronin made yeah. it you should watch it regardless like i'm trying to do the thing where like have you ever watched, like, a really in-depth analysis on, like, a game you've never played or something like that? Yes, yeah. from fucking H-Bomber guy. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. his, my favorite video of his is Pathologic. Yeah. <gasps> yes, I love, I love that, that video. video, too. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. I've never yes. played that. I never that's plan on playing that. But that's fire, right? I've rewatched that so exactly. many times. And what I want to do is, if I make a video Yo, nice. on whatever anime, you don't need to watch it. But you want to watch it simply because I made a video on it. And that's that's where I'm trying to get like, quality-wise. And, and Yeah, bro. Like, literally, I want you to, like, see my name in your notifications and stop whatever you're yeah. doing to watch or, it. Or you, or you, like, you're waiting. Like, you, you're waiting, like, because I wait for, like, whenever H Bomber guys, like, a video is almost out, I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. Okay, let me let me get out the popcorn. Let me, yes. Let me get ready. Let me, yes. Let me prepare for this event, right? 
Um, yeah. Because, you know, I like Bro. his videos, and I'm trying to do that generally with mine. Hell yeah, dude. I would definitely, uh, like, be in favor. Like, like I recommend his Patreon, because, like, he just uploaded, like, the three-hour cut of his next video already on there. Oh, hold on. I might need to... Yeah, let me, let me, let me figure out I need to subscribe to that real quick. Hold on. <laughs> Bro, I... It's so fun, and like I'm, um, I did the highest tier because I wanted to be able to vote on uh the video he chooses. Because um, when you do the ten dollar tier, he gives you three options, and basically the Patreon people pick whatever the next video is gonna be. And I picked um the Deus Ex video because I I didn't like the other two options. I'll be real, it was like um animation tools or something, and the other one was like I forgot what it was, but it was some some other pretty like fringe thing. But like I, I really like bro, and it's shaping up to be his longest video yet, so I'm actually really happy about my vote and also there's like mm. bonus videos on there that i that i'm like super fucking happy about like he did this one about mirrors like and there's deleted scenes like um uh did you see his ruby video yeah i did yeah so there was actually like a six or seven minute like thing he cut out of that and posted it on patreon it was um comparing ruby to trigun oh yeah interesting yeah he has like a lot of cool stuff on his patreon nice right, so i'm gonna have to check that out after we we finish recording this hell yeah so we kind of we kind of like we were talking about like what my ideal version of like my content is um i guess to kind of talk about like because this isn't necessarily youtube goals but it's tangentially related to my overall social media takeover (laughs) um (laughs) is like it's like kind of related to like tiktok so the goal for that is by the end of next year 50k tiktok followers um and i want to put out at least one video on that platform a day damn um so there's that you know, whether that be a stitch or whatever, just a video with a clip, uh, an original TikTok thing or a stitch or whatever, I want to post on there at least once every day. And then for that final TikTok thing, it's like at least uh, one video that gets a million views, which I'm guessing is going to be relatively easier oh, than yeah. doing that on YouTube. Dude, I got like a, uh, got a TikTok with like 160k views on it. I made it, yeah. I made it in like five minutes, but like, um, I mean, it. I don't like TikTok because I find it kind of soul crushing. And also, the main reason I I'm not I don't feel incentivized to do TikTok is because the conversion rate is ass. Like it's mm-hmm. so bad, dude. You can make a video with like 10 million views, and maybe like 20,000 people might might go to your YouTube channel. Yeah. And like, but obviously, like, if it's that proportion does isn't like you're not gonna get 10 it's, minutes it's, yeah. It's a, yeah it's a horrible proportion like it's a lot of people but it's like it's a disgustingly low like conversion right yeah so there's no way to like do tiktok without having to be a tiktoker on the side which yeah. is not something i like really want to invest my time in mm-hmm. but i'm telling you man if you it, like if i ever get enough money like i'll hire a guy to like do that but like i i'm no yeah oh, for sure that's that's the goal. Like, if I can get editors, like part of the editing thing, if I can get editors to take what I say on YouTube, clip it up for me, and just give me the video, like that's that's the job done for me. So, is that conversion rate still the ass of like a video with like a hundred yeah. million views or something? I don't. Know. Ugh. Also, I heard TikTok's payout system also sucks. It it does. You usually, I mean, in comparison to YouTube, it's just a fraction. Yeah. Um, but mainly, it's just to grow like my name, like the like. Not necessarily, they don't have to like they necessarily because a lot of people spend a lot of time on TikTok now. So I want to get that attention on me generally, like it not just on YouTube, not just on Twitter or whatever, but like generally build up 
the Broken Ronin brand, if you will, I guess. No, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Um, are you pulling something up, or uh, do we, do you uh, want me to go to the next topic? Ah, you can, you can, we can go ahead and move on to the next topic. You're good. Oh, I thought you were like, I don't know why I keep thinking that you're like that. You keep wanting to pull something up right now. <laughs> yeah, nah. It may just be me clicking my mouse, but I'm not. I'm not really pulling anything up that needs like that. Uh, we need to like stop the video or like pause for. Uh, uh, so you're good. Speaking of pulling things up, um, the I guess final because dude, I, let me just be real with you right now. Loving this podcast, definitely higher mm-hmm. energy than last week. I'll admit, I was like out of it last week, but like this week, I'm like I feel it. I'm like I don't know if we're on. I don't know if you're feeling it too, but like I'm feeling a vibe and I'm loving it. I agree. Yeah, and I'm, I'm here for it. Love the H bomber guy, H bomber guy fanboy moment. Can't like what a cool way to find that out about each other. Just, just very yeah. yeah. Cause like I remember asking like for like video yeah. essays, and you were like, I was like, yeah, I've been I've been watching H bomber. Like bro, I was like on my tenth rewatch. I was like, okay, these are great, but like I have to watch. Yes, new. bro. I, I I wish I could dap you up in person, man. <laughs> but um, yeah um, some like s- small thoughts before I get into the last thing. It, it relates to it. It's just preamble um i wonder how long you and i can keep going on this podcast thing without like knowing each other's like real names <laughs> yeah let's keep it up let's see let's see let's see where the on anonymity takes us i know because like i know like i'm gonna find out your real name and i'm gonna be heartbroken that i can't still call you br because I, I i like the way it, like it comes out i think it's very natural yeah and i'm, I'm gonna be real like my, my my like wish is that like people who listen to this podcast are like engaged with us like at the same time, uh, just like start calling you VR shorthand because like, like I th- I think it'll be a fun fun way for you to be like oh that person listens to the podcast when like they're, they're like in your comments like oh I like this video VR. Yeah, that'd be dope. <laughs> it, it starts becoming like a more like uh common thing amongst people. I feel that. Good shit, man. I'm 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 happy that I was the originator of such a such a brilliant concept as using your initials. <laughs> it goes like like in the end it'll be that and the Gone video as like my biggest legacies. <laughs> BR in the Gone video. That's funny. God, that sounds like um a YA novel title. <laughs> um but yeah, I guess my final thing that I want to talk about is this podcast i'm curious where um it fits into your vision or like how like i wonder if you is like a is like can like consider it part of your broken run and brand that you call um yeah just just that i wouldn't i wouldn't say i consider it part of my brand because it's not like mine it's not something that i can say oh yeah this is something like we're co-host on it right it's like our thing that makes sense like i would feel like i feel like it's not something and i didn't come up with the idea to do it either so i feel like i have i'm i'm here for the ride if that makes sense like i'm here to contribute i'm here to like talk and my thoughts things like that um but i don't think i'm considered part of the broken runner brand i think it can be like part of maybe the broken runner extended universe <laughs> um the the b r e u yeah right but it's not like it's not the mainline thing just because obviously we talked about it uh like previously like this this podcast comes second as like a fun thing for both of us mm-hmm. um 
like secondary to our channels and things of that nature but it's also to me i feel like i'm able to decompress from the stress of youtube on here yes i don't necessarily i don't necessarily want those things to carry over so like if i start looking at it as part of my brand or whatever um i don't i think i would bring some of that stress over and i wouldn't be able to vent on here as freely yeah because like um that was gonna be my my follow-up question i was gonna be like has this podcast like had an effect on you personally because for me dude it feels great like just getting on here and just talking for however fucking long i want without having to like edit it like crazy like i still edit it right for just like story mm -hmm. story beat pacing purposes but i never feel the need to like oh my god if i this this part's going on for too long i'm gonna lose the audience at this point etc etc and it, like it feels like i can get some of my thoughts about like literally anything i want without having to think fuck i have to make this more cohesive i have to like overlay it with video i have to make sure x y and z is happening right i'm just i'm just here i'm having fun and it's it's like a passion project like like it just exactly like, it it reminds me of the feeling of the first time i made a youtube video every single time yeah it's like it's it's just it's quite literally just the at least for me just the upsides of youtube without really the downsides because i'm not stressed for these videos doing particularly well um you know it's it'd be good if they do mm -hmm. right but if they don't like i'm not i'm not stressing the way i'm stressing for like my broken ronin channel right mm -hmm. um just because it's not like that type that's not the goal for it for me um so it's nice that i'm able to kind of like it's you know youtube 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 i take a break talk you know vents all that kind of stuff in a natural format and we also get to put that out so if it does end up doing well you know there is benefits to it but if it doesn't who cares we're just like venting into the ether then yeah and i will say man um the effect it has on me is the same but like it's slightly different in the um in in what do you call it the prioritization aspect like for me right mm -hmm. this thing has been like a form of therapy <laughs> when it comes yeah. to my youtube anxieties because sometimes uh like for example last couple of video uh like oh no actually every single episode of this podcast has so far gotten more views than my bleach video oh wow I recently changed. For real? The, yeah, and like I recently I changed the title on my Bleach video, so I'm just playing around with that for a bit. But it doesn't bug me, which surprised the hell out of me because I'm like, man, I wonder like why this doesn't bother me. I'm a fucking drama queen. <laughs> and then I realized, and the reason it doesn't bother me is that it's given me a sense of freedom that I I've never felt before. You know, back when I remember when I said that like I felt like I was by myself for the longest time before like i got into the yeah. anti-tube thing um this has been like a steady version of that feeling it, it, it's been like i can come on here and i can like be who i am because youtube isn't holding the like uh metric game to my head right like, the, like i'm not looking at the one out of ten scale on on this podcast you know what i mean like mm -hmm. I, I feel free to talk about what i want like when i want basically and it's not a feeling I have with my normal channel. So in some ways, it feels like my normal channel has kind of... This is the realization that I had. Has been turned into a burden. Then it has, like, a, a joyful experience that it should... That it honestly should be, right? Mm -hmm. Like, fundamentally, that's what I think you sh YouTube should be 
fun. It shouldn't be soul. It shouldn't be as soul draining as like a nine to five. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think because I think it loses its. I think it loses what makes it so special if you turn it into that. Yeah. So I haven't been working on YouTube videos. Like uh, I'm sorry to the people like who are subscribed to me and are listening, but like. I just, I've just been enjoying this podcast so much more because I've felt more fulfilled, like spiritually fulfilled making it than I have normal YouTube videos. And um, whenever I sit down and I'm like, oh yeah, time to work on uh, stuff for the main channel, I'm like procrastinating and I'm like, just this is not a fun experience is is the thought that I'm having. And, and I think I made this promise to myself that like until I can feel that way about my normal main channel videos again... I'm just not going to upload. So, like, my new rule is going to be I'm going to upload whatever the fuck I want, you know, mm-hmm. however I want. Because the one thing that this podcast proved to me is, like, it's possible. Like, it's just possible for me to, yeah. to, to have fun doing YouTube again. Yeah, and I think that's a, I think that's a very good realization to have. Um, I think... It's. I think it's good sometimes to be able to vent those things because if you don't, if you bottle it up, I think that leads to you not being able to create. Um, and I think, I mean, I learn new stuff or I'm like, or I'm getting new insights. Like the spreadsheet thing we were talking about um, before or like maybe in the intermissions when we were recording. Got the spreadsheet, been pulling it up as we've been talking. I like the way the spreadsheet is organized Hell over yeah. my Google Docs. Yes. And that's just something I wouldn't have learned if we didn't like have this podcast in, in this thing. And we weren't both big H bomb H bomber guy heads. Yeah. <laughs> Still can't believe that, dude. That was a that was a that that was nice. I'm I'm, I'm like a great realization to have, honestly. Hell yeah, dude. Um, fuck. This felt like I think this was the the most therapeutic episode by far. Probably, yeah. Um. I still, I'm sorry. I still can't believe your goal is 200k, man. You're, you're, you're yeah. really, you're really channeling uh, anime X energy here. Uh, sucks, bro. Listen, that's also part of like that's like an implied goal that I didn't like make, dude. Holy shit, I'm going to be so, I'm gonna feel so vindicated when I surpass that because like all I have, I have screenshots, right? Probably like. A dozen screenshots, see somewhere either on my computer or my phone, of people being like, when I first switched over, like, "Oh, uh, you're never gonna surpass it," you know, whatever, blah blah blah. No way! What? And I have them screenshotted. So when, so when like that happens, and when I, I literally the instant I get one subscriber over, I'm posting that on my community tab, on my Twitter. I don't know. Bro. I'm gonna go wild because bro, like you gotta, I, you gotta like, pin I'm, that. You gotta pin that everywhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm petty like that. Like. I will, and that happened, like, that was, that was said to be, like, a year ago. I still remember it. Every day. I'm like, yeah, okay, all right, we'll see. We'll see who's right at the end of the day. And, you know, when I am right, I'm going to feel so vindicated about that. This is the most, like, rubbing hands shit I've ever heard, man. I love, <laughs> I love this energy, man. Oh. Man. So, yeah, I think what we've established this episode is that fundamentally we're trying to uh impress h bomber guy and surpass mr beast i think that's a good summation of like both our goals very realistic very realistic down-to-earth goals yes Uh, so should be very easy to achieve next year man um you know i always felt weird articulating uh that goal because i always felt like i wasn't worthy to have it because of like i don't know my sub count or my video quality or some other factor 
And uh, mm. I don't know, it feels good to not to to not be told I'm crazy right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, same here. <laughs> I, I've told people that I wanted 200k, and they're like, "Dude, hit 100k for it." I was like, "All right, you a hater? You not seeing the vision?" Yeah, man, you have to be insane. I'm on I'm on my Kanye off the meds energy right now. <laughs> yeah, bro. I may be crazy, but I'm not. That doesn't mean I'm wrong. Uh, but bro, um, I'm gonna be straight with you right now. No matter how successful I get, if you ever see me <laughs> selling NFTs or some dumb shit like praising Elon Musk in an interview, I want you mm-hmm. to know I've sold I've sold everybody out that I've loved. It's all over. I've I've given into the game. I've sold my soul. Yeah. I sold sold your soul for success. I feel that. Yeah. So like it, it, this is going to be like me putting my future self on, on the line right now. I'm, I'm gonna be putting putting him on blast. So like, yeah, I'm gonna try to keep my integrity. And um, you know, next year when we're on episode fifty nine, shooting this, um, we can we can uh we can reference this one back, and we'll be like, uh, did we hit it? Did we not? Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And be able to look back on that on that type of stuff. Yes, sir. So um, closing thoughts uh, or statements, whatever. Um. I mean, one, merry belated Christmas. Very belated by the time you guys are going to be watching this. Happy. Two, hope you guys have a great new year, right? Yeah. Happy new year. Yes. Um, and I hope you guys are able to achieve and stick to the goals you have going to the new year. Because I know a lot of times it's very difficult for people to keep, stick with that. Um, I recommend personally get someone who will hold you accountable, who will keep you pushing forward. Maybe even a rival. That's, someone, that's something I enjoy doing personally. Getting somebody near your competency and whatever you're looking for. Um, and using them and them using you to push yourselves even further and to become better than you already are. So, uh, you know, that's that's probably my closing thoughts on this. Hold up, you have a rival? I have rivals. Of, like, YouTube rivals. Plenty of them. Name one. Uh, the Masked Man. Bro, well, he's a, what? He's, he's a rival. He's a rival. He's a rival in the sense that, like, he's like that goal I'm looking towards. Oh, so that's okay. Not, like, we're not close rivals. We're not like, we used to be, funnily enough, but, you know, he, he moved on. Um, Augie is probably one. I don't know if you know him. I do. Well, we, yeah, we talked about his yeah. thumbnails on episode three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Augie's yeah. one. Because um, we're pretty close, I think, in terms of size. Um, okay, cool. Um, as for my closing thoughts, I just want to say um, just thank you to everybody, again, who showed me the support on that post, who keeps like sticking by me. Thank you again to you, uh, BR. You, your influence on my life and on my channel this past couple months has like more than made up for like the first quarter like the first two thirds of this year and uh it means a lot and the fact that you even said yes to doing the podcast let alone that first tier list video uh has been more significant than i think you realize so just thank you of course man uh and fun yes and i'll try my best to keep it that way and um (laughs) i can promise you that the very first thing i'm gonna do when we get when this podcast gets monetized is I'm I'm definitely I'm I'm gonna pay for a fucking podcast distro because apparently uh-huh. putting an upload button on your own website is just too much work for Spotify. But you, you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh I'm not bitter, whatever. Uh yeah. So everybody, thanks for watching, listening, viewing, uh hopefully subscribing to the Honored Ones podcast. We we've had a hell of a time uh making it this year. And we can't wait to keep making it next year. Or at least I can't wait. I can't speak for, for uh, I, We can't wait uh, until making it next year. Good stuff. And, um, yeah. Uh, 
thanks for watching. Uh, bye. <laughs> you know, one day I'm, I'm going to figure out how to do a proper outro for this thing. Yeah, that's going to be interesting because I don't know how to do one either.